As bad as Domino's is, like, they have test labs, they feed this to something and then sit back and go, okay, does it explode I like a hot dog in a microwave? I love the image of the Domino's test lab of, like, like eight dudes in, like, science coats with safety glasses and then some stoner ass dude at a table inside a ballistic glass case eating something <laughs> and just, like, fucking going nuclear and them going, too much cayenne. <laughs> Back it's the hot roughly sauce exactly what I was going for. That is the best <laughs> image ever. Like, I, like it's just like weird ro- room after weird room where it's like, and this is where we unveiled the pasta, but it's just a hell mouth into the floor. It's like, upon completing it, our test subject was sucked down into the bowels of hell. And, and we discovered it was because there was too much cumin in the menu in the recipe. <laughs> Apparently, too much cumin combined with something that should not be open to hell. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 83. I am Jeff, also known as Invader Gurr, and I'm to, today I am joined by Alex, also known as Mave Online, also known as the Chapstick Man, also known as the guy who's kind of tall, but not that tall, so we don't really call him the tall guy. The ladies don't call him Treetop Lover. And Charlie, also known as Mordak. And uh, I think I mentioned the episode number, so I think I've uh, fulfilled my obligations to the upfront. The chapstick man? <laughs> I have so many questions! <laughs> it's amazing what you can fit up your nose, Alex, and I'm not driving to the hospital again or you won't learn anything. The chapstick man? <laughs> I think I have elaborated and explained myself, actually. I, 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 don't know how to, I don't know how to move forward from this one. The, the chapstick man! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the implications there are clogging my brain with inane riddle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. You know what? Thanks for tuning in. This was episode eighty-three. Yeah, this, this episode's <laughs> fucking okay, I'm over. Off the we have this video yeah. game shit to talk about. I've been doing some stuff. I played some games. We're all here for the first time in several weeks. But no, nah, fucking chapstick man. I gotta go, like, gotta go research this shit now. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Shut it down. That, that's what it took. We made it to 83. This is where we're calling it. The Wicked that's Awesome it. cast had a good has run. been building always towards the Chapstick Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, may his reign be short and full of blood. I, I will be amazed if we say anything better this podcast that that's not the title this week. All the girls crazy about a Chapstick Man? We can write a song about it. Get your guitar. Let's do this. Like, does this imply I know how that to play the song. I refuse. Like your, what is it like? What's the health of your lips called? The health of your lips? I don't know. Like, what's the reverse of chapped? <laughs> Not <laughs> chapped. Moist. That just sounds wrong, though. Too like that sounds like you like, drool a lot. Well, we were going to talk about video games, but we're going to dive right into the uh, the health and theory of chap lips. <laughs> Do I need to reel this in and <laughs> toss this over to Alex? Say, how was your week? Someone needs to save <laughs> to me from rail this I'm train. Keep questions. <laughs> so, dermatology experiment aside, Alex, how are you doing this week? Uh, well, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I uh, well couple things number one as of course you guys know this past weekend was the 
official 24-hour marathon for Extra Life, the game day. You survived. So, yes. So I did partake in that, and that was uh, that was interesting. Uh, and you can still support him. Yes, you have to, yeah. you have to the end of the donate year to donate. Donate to Alex. That's right, yes. So we'll include a link yes, somewhere. Yes, so I'll throw that in the show notes this week. <laughs> yeah, the link. Dump. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so uh, obviously, you know, doing the fundraising. Uh, overall, I think as a group, uh, we broke about 10K raised for our event. Not necessarily nice. in the 24 hours, but like 10K within all the groups is our benchmark thing. So we did pretty good. That's good. Very impressive. Um, yeah. Uh, so I was in charge of running the stream this year. So how'd that go? I was like, it, you know, Josh. it was it was good and bad. So good in the sense that, like, you know, obviously I, I like doing the streaming stuff and that's great and all. But then, like, you know, at some point I kind of want to just sit down and play some games, and I can't do that without somebody fucking something up. So that part got annoying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah. the venue we went to, which actually, by the way, uh, was actually really awesome. It was out in Fullerton, a place called Play uh, Play Live Nation or some place like that. I don't know what it's called. Is it now going out of business because Extra Life LA was there? Probably. I don't know. That's the curse we carry. Yeah, three in a but, row, um... man. Gotta keep those numbers strong. <laughs> That's right. Oh, shit. Batting a thousand, huh? Yeah. To explain, uh... every single time someplace hosts Extra Life LA for their 24-hour marathon... They typically close within six months. It's not me just being a dick to the organization. That's a thing that keeps happening, and it super sucks. Yeah, it's just weird, because, like, the first year we had an, had an actual event, we were at, um, was it Ultimate Gaming Center, UGC? Something like that. Yeah, out in uh, near Somar or whatever, and then they shut down a little while after. And then we had it at KO Gaming Lounge last year. And I think a couple of weeks after that event, they... Yeah, like, literally within the month after the event happened, it was gone. Yep, they closed their doors. So, uh, what was it? And then now we just did it here, but no word yet as to what's going to happen. But this place looks pretty stable, considering they're right next to uh, Cal State Fullerton. So, that'll be fine, I yeah, think. Yeah, I keep finding places that, like, I'm like, oh, I should tell Extra Life LA about these places. And I go, I don't want it to close, though. <laughs> it's the hosting curse have but, you ever uh, considered sticking it on places you don't like like have they ever considered running extra life at the olive garden or something like that why would i want to have an olive garden closed down it's got a point All right, unlimited yeah. breadsticks bro but um but yeah i mean overall they were they're absolutely wonderful they, they they were awesome like as far as getting everything you know yeah uh, hosting us and all that. It was a great venue, nice space, really close to a couple restaurants, like where you didn't have to walk in a shady part of town and get to some food. Or to, like, you could only literally... have stuff delivered. That's a, that was an issue two years ago. And it's like, well, how do we get food here? We don't. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, it was kind of cool because I guess one of the guys over at Justice League of Awesome works at Chick fil A. So they, like, he rolled up with a giant, like, satchel, I guess I'll call it. Of Chick-fil-A for breakfast, which was kind of cool. That's not bad. It's no trash bag full of chicken nuggets, but that's pretty good still. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was actually pretty good stuff. Um, and then we had a couple other things. Like, there was a Jimmy John's right nearby, uh, Waba Grill, other good place. And then they had, I don't know if you've ever been to it. Uh, Jeff, I don't think you have them on the East Coast, but there's a bakery called 85 Degrees. 
Nope. Man, fuck that place. Uh, it was right within walking distance, so I went and got some 85 degrees. Everything there that... is so unnecessarily sweet. I know, that's the point! Uh, so... If I wanted uh, a roll wrapped around a hot dog to be sweet, I would kill myself. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be salty. Yeah. Uh, it's that's the not even a joke, of... I mean that, like, for real, like, that should be a salty, savory thing. Yeah. Well... It's like kind of like a combination of both. It's a it's yeah. an Asian uh, bakery. Like that's the, that's the best yeah. way of describing it. It's it's it is a is the one of the nicer Asian bakery chains of the Los Angeles area. Yeah, and they have my favorite, which I was introduced to, is a is a bread item called premium milk, which what? is it's 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 this really good sweet bread that has powdered sugar on top, and in the middle. They bake it with condensed milk. It is someone looking at a donut and saying, we can make this less healthy. Yeah. But it's so good. It's all like, way, You microwave I, it. Like the air in there gives you cavities. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But uh, uh, overall, it was, like I said, it, it was a good good venue. They were very nice people. So, you know, I know we didn't, or Charlie, you obviously were out of town, so you need the test yeah. to go. And Jeff, you're not in town, but... You know, I definitely would like to thank them just yeah. for, like, being really cool with us and letting us be there and having staff all night, obviously, and all that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so running the stream, on the other hand, was a kind of shit because it was, like, there was times I kind of wanted to just sit down and play, yeah. which was kind of cool. But I couldn't do that because, first of all, my computer was a streaming computer, so I couldn't just play. You know, a lot of the other stations were taken up already, which kind of makes sense. Um. And so I kind of, there was a period of times where I was just kind of asked out. Uh, but, I mean, overall, it wasn't too bad. To make for the art we love. Yeah, yeah like, this is the um, weird answer to why don't we stream more. Streaming, unless you're, like, that's your full-time vocation, is fucking hard. It's a it's a full-time gig managing yeah. stuff for it. Like, yeah. And so I, I this, and I was going to be, like, I, I, I kind of was like, look, if I'm bringing my computer... The only thing I want to bring is a tower yeah. and the keyboard and mouse. You guys supply the monitors, power strips, cables, everything else. I'm not bringing anything else. Like, and they were cool about it. They got me some spare monitors to use and all that, so that was fine. Yeah. Um. So, and it's funny because like, so when I stream at home, I don't ever have any real big issues. Like everything loads up fine. I play the game. You know, stuff happens. Yeah. And it's good times over there. I had a lot of, like, crashes here and there with stuff going on. It's mainly because I'm trying to run stuff on a second monitor. And for some reason, some games just absolutely fucking hate being on the secondary monitor. Yeah, and so. I, depending on what the facility is like, um, it's something I care a lot about in my industry. There's a concept of something called dirty power. And mm. I, the one weird thing is a bunch of the spaces that get converted over into these, like, gaming spaces don't always think to make sure their power is clean. They're just kind of they're converting facility power down to a usable 120, and they're not actually like. Despite how robust and kind of power proof computers are, they do not like dirty power. And if there's noise in that power, it can fuck shit up. And if you have lots of computers running off of the same circuits or set of circuits, you mm. can have problems with that. Yeah, that's probably what it what it was then. But like, yeah, I mean, it was kind of weird. Um... And then, like, I guess when we're setting up little little side tidbit here, but, um... So we wanted to be able to run some stuff from my capture card into the projector that they had set up yeah. on the ceiling. But nobody had a long enough HDMI cable, so I went to go 
you know, before game day or before official game start to round up and get, uh, what was it? Uh, HDMI cable. A long HDMI cable, a splitter, and some other stuff in order to get everything to work right. And then it turns out the projector didn't even like connected to my computer. So I ended up spending 40 bucks on an HDMI cable yeah. that was 50 feet and didn't get used. So now it's sitting on my desk. So, and then I bought a splitter, which didn't end up, you know, doing any good anyway. So that's dead in the water. Um, the only thing we did actually make use out of was an, was an audio splitter. So, uh, yeah, kudos to that. Uh, but I'm not mad because I can always use those t- that stuff anyway. So, not too salty about that. Uh, but yeah, we're kind of running the stream was kind of just a lot of stuff going on and getting it going. And then we, at some point, we kind of reached this point where we had just dead air. Not necessarily dead air, but like nobody was really cool stuff air. on the schedule. Well, I don't even say quiet air, but like nobody else was really doing stuff at that point. So I kind of just jumped on and started playing then, but at that point I'm just fucking exhausted. So yeah, I think like well, if you watch the stream, that's some expected. Yeah, like I think if you watch the, the the archives for that event, somewhere around like three or four in the morning, I, I switched games four times in a span of an hour because I was just kind of switching between stuff to play. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this isn't working. Uh, yeah, and we've done extra work. life of the past. I actually put some serious thought into. Okay, what are the like two a.m. to six a.m. games? And occasionally I chose wrong, but some very deliberate thought is put into those games where it's like, like when the sun comes back up, you rally a little bit. But there's a good chunk of time where it's like you gotta play something easy. Why? Because dark time. Yeah, you're just gonna be brain dead. Yeah, and like for the most part, we had stuff scheduled, but like people were dropping like flies. So. At one point, I said, fuck this, and I just, like, I, I literally went on the stream and put on, up next, I don't know, we'll figure it out, and walked <laughs> away, <laughs> and like, all right, guys, I'm taking a nap. You guys can figure out what you want to do, PC's there, feel free to do whatever inputs you want, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, but then I woke up right around the end time, and I kind of wanted to take apart stuff sooner and go home, but since I was a stream computer for the event, it was just kind of like that situation where I was there. Which is fine, I mean, but, like, I was just kind of tired at that yeah. point. You know? But, um, overall, it was it was, it was was a lot of fun. Um, we did actually get a chance to play Brawlhalla with Trisha Hirschberger, which was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, she jumped on and helped us stream, and I think one of the people on her, uh, on her thing donated, like, 500 bucks while we were playing, so that's cool. kind of cool. So, yeah, shout-outs to them, too, as well. Uh... And then, uh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, it was, it was what I expected it to be. You know, a lot of, lot of time. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to really get a chance to play, but it wasn't terrible. But, but I mean, like I said, I had a good time though. It just certain times where I just wanted to kind of just play, I couldn't. And then, I have to tell you about the most interesting fucking time slot we had for the event. Oh. So, there are these guys. They're from uh, Obsidian Entertainment. Okay. They came out. And so they have this thing. They sh- Okay, first of all, they showed up in, uh, like, I guess, suit vests okay. and ties. So I'm like, these guys are awfully formally dressed for a fucking streamathon where I'm sitting here in Crocs and uh, shorts, you know? You know, representing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they had their shirts and ties and, and vests. And I'm like, okay, like, let's see where this goes. These guys have come up with the best fucking idea for streaming 
I have ever seen in my entire life. These guys will put together an entire wrestling card on WWE 2017 with all custom characters, yeah. an entire custom wrestling thing, and they set it to AI and they commentate the fight. So there's a Twitch guy. So there's a guy whose Twitch channel out there. It's going into like season ten or something, where it's uh -huh. all custom characters and it's like an ongoing like thing. He has story arcs and stuff. Yeah, deal. but it's like SpongeBob yeah. versus like the Terminator or something. The guy puts some effort in. Yeah, but these guys like. I mean, it's not just like like it, it's all original characters. Yeah. It's not no, like I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's a full card, like a full card for a night event. This may have been they the guys I'm talking about. I don't know. But yeah, this this is a thing people do. Like this goes back to my I wanted to have amiibo cockfighting in um, uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah. So like I'm sitting there watching. Like, what are they doing? And then I real because they pulled out a notebook and yeah. they had notes and everything about the characters and everything. And yeah, they put together an entire card, and they commentated like fucking Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so mad because I wish I could have thought of this. This is fucking genius. Yeah. They, they don't play. They sit there and yeah. they announce. And like, they were telling me like some of the stuff they do to kind of keep things fresh is people who come by and watch their stream often, they'll create the people who watch their stream in the game. Yeah. So they'll make a wrestler that's named after one of the people who watches them so that the the viewers get more invested in the you know the matches and everything and i'm like this is fucking genius yeah, and well, i just kept like i'm kind of surprised all the twitch you watch you never encountered this never i mean i've seen some shit like uh two goldfish play street fighter yeah, that's not what i'm talking thing. about this is some like brilliant use of like Twitch so, as an original content broadcasting platform. When is the custom character created fight between Mave Online and the real Kevin Smith XX? CC9XX. I, I well, first of all, I have to get WWE twenty seventeen. So the real game you want is the Nintendo sixty four version of um No Mercy? I don't know, of WWE or I think it's WWF at that point. Because yeah, no mercy. it has Royal it. Rumble. <laughs> Ah, yes. And you can have it. So it's what they use at Paximania. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that would be No Mercy. WWE No Mercy. Yeah, I, I used that, to, that I used might to be play the one. that quite a bit. <laughs> that was one of my jams back in the day. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it, you have a full AI. Like it's It's got the most modes and it's character creator. It's kind of like it's, it's shitty, but also oddly robust. <laughs> yes, very much so. But yeah, I was just in shock. Of, like, this whole concept. And I was just like, okay, you know what? All right, fine. I get it. That was fucking genius. So, uh, that was among the more interesting stream stuff that we had. Obviously, we had some, like, Mario Odyssey. Uh, you know, we did Brawlhalla, Overwatch. Uh, what other stuff did we do? Had a couple different games here and there. We had a guy who did a blind uh, blind run of a game. So, that was kind of cool. He had never game? played it before. Uh, Vitamin Girl. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, it was interesting. Nothing too difficult, but... Um, hey, we did that with the Order 1866. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't do that blind. We did that dumb. <laughs> it was blind but, for me. God, that game fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one good thing. One uh, very good thing. The, and the rest of the game the so thermite un gun? unredeemably bad. Yes, the thermite gun is the one good thing. Yeah, we the had it for like ten so seconds. Bad. Dude, oh, I know. 
Yeah, oh, well, yeah. regular Carvies would say separation makes the dick grow thicker. So for a game <laughs> so about killing werewolves, there weren't that many werewolves in that game. Uh, they were nine. It is a countable number. I think I killed all <laughs> nine of them ultimately too. Something like that. Yeah, I know I definitely killed six of them. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it was, it was. It was a good event. Like, I, I, I liked it. It actually, I think, went a little bit better because we didn't have the whole full bonanza of, like, a stage and all that. Like, it, it, it went pretty well. Um, So, event finishes. I start to pack up and get everything done. I head home, and I had my, uh, my, my Yeti microphone in my backpack, which I thought was sealed completely, but I swing it over my shoulder to put it on, and my mic flies out of my backpack and hits them fucking ground and i see pieces fly off and i'm like oh fuck i gotta buy another goddamn yeti and it turns out just the button to mute the microphone fell out and i just pushed it back in and it was fine that's good yeah Yeah. and then i have to admit like after after that drop i was so fucking worried because it hit the concrete like hard i was really panicky and then like you didn't just drop it it sounds like you flung it (laughs) yeah i flung it because it flew out of the backpack like, well, if Alex's audio sounds like shit this week, we know what happened. Yeah, pretty. That's why when when uh, when Jeff was like, "Hey, you sound like you're in the in the water somewhere," I immediately thought, "Oh, well, now here it is." This guy sound it's dumb. Have you out. tested it since you dropped it? Yes, okay. I've used it a couple of times. And okay, it's been fine. Cool, cool. Actually, well, funny little tidbit actually, because we used it for the stream last night, and it, last night's stream came out just fine. Okay, just checking, seeing as we are time into the <laughs> podcast at this point it would fucking suck if i was like uh, when i'm editing this going like son of a fucking bitch he told us it was broken yeah no i mean it, it looks fine on the wavelength you know i speak and it's fine and all that so we're good all right all right um i'll climb down off my high horse <laughs> come on charlie I, i've learned from you a little bit give you a little credit but no. uh i will say <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay uh, so, uh, got everything set up, came back home, I plugged everything in, and then I plug in my headphones, and I try to test the audio out of my headphones into the Yeti, and I got nothing. And I'm like, fuck, here it is, this is what happened, now I can't hear anything. Yeah, the volume knob turned all the way. The volume was turned off on the, he- on the, because later on I was like, fuck, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just run my headphones through my computer. And I think maybe like 20 minutes after that, I had looked at the, uh, the microphone and realized that the volume was turned all the way down. And I was like, I, I gotta go to bed. The, the fact that I didn't realize the volume was down means I gotta go to bed. The day so, after, like, the two days after the Extra Life stream, you're not human anymore. Yeah. It's you're, you're definitely the day after, like, the, the Sunday after the Extra you're just wandering around like a zombie. Like, you're, you're not a functioning human being. I think in me and Jeff's case, last time we did Extra Life, we went to a Korean barbecue place and, like, just hung out there for three hours and ate <laughs> in slow motion. In my defense, they were playing K-pop the entire time. I, and when you are brain, like, deprived. Yeah, yeah you want meat and, and K-pop. And there's just flashing colors and bright outfits. Yeah. I, this is like, huh. I'm not saying it, it's the perfect place to go after a 24-hour gaming marathon because it's got the bright colors of video games, the, the, the life-sustaining beef you need, Stuff that has caffeine in it and like kimchi, and you don't have to think. Yeah, yeah. It helps that someone else was cooking for yeah. us. Yeah, I suppose I'd have to 
think about how not to give myself salmon. Oh, yeah, if it wasn't for Jen, we'd have both, like, passed out face first into that grill. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, thank you, Jen. You're the best. Uh, but, yeah. Um... Well, have you played anything of note since last podcast, or just kind of extra life stuff? Uh, it, I mean, it was mainly extra life stuff. Sure. Obviously, we've been playing Destiny on and off. Yep. With, uh, switching between the PS4 and the PC version. Um, I'm very much in love with the PC version of Destiny. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of swap when I get home. Despite the fact that they, it's kind of like, you know, um, dead between content waves where we have, like, stuff we do and once your weekly stuff is done, it's like, well, yeah. okay. You know, once you hit that gear point, it's like, well, uh, time to log on next week. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, but that's Destiny for you, it seems. Um, it's not supposed to be. Like, so. so what you're dealing with right now is a worse version of sadly what destiny year one was like. And I ah. say a worse version because there was weapons had different roles. Like the issue, the, the biggest issue is the lack of variety in the current game. And mm -hmm. on one hand, I'm super okay with the fact that they've gotten rid of weapon roles because it makes balancing the game a hell of a lot easier for them. Allegedly on the other yeah. hand, there's not enough stuff to collect, and there's not enough good stuff. Like, the, the issue with the faction rally going on right now is two, it's like one of those weapons genuinely kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, they just got some tweaking they have to do. There's like there's some good ideas, they just haven't capitalized on them yet. Yeah. They need more weapon That's exotics that do weirder stuff. Like, I, that game, like, Universal Remote was a dumb weapon in Destiny 1. Destiny 2 needs Universal Remote. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, between that and, of course, you know, World of Warcraft has been kind of my, my, my go-tos as of late. Overwatch has very much taken a backseat as of late. Uh, so, don't get me wrong, I like Overwatch and I'll jump on occasionally, but I just can't handle the competitive grind anymore, like... Because I don't have anybody to play with. Maybe if I had a team to play with yeah. or something, it'd be more fun. But I don't have anyone to play with at the moment that's, like, into competitive. So it just kind of sucks. And there's not much to that game without playing competitive. Yep. So. Um, but other than that, uh, it's pretty much been it as far as game stuff goes. Obviously, the big thing was the Extra Life event. Yeah. So I actually didn't get a chance to stream that much last week. I had little stuff here and there. This week, I'm kind of... I at least got my two days in so far. I might get a couple more days in. But I do, of course, have a wedding this weekend. Yeah. So I'll be gone on uh, yield. Have fun with that. Yep. But uh, other than that, I mean, life is good. Work is crazy. And it's going to get crazy again. Because we got people leaving. So that'll be fun. So um, other than that, I mean... Oh, I totally forgot. I was watching BlizzCon stuff. So... I'm excited to talk about BlizzCon when we get into the new stuff, so I don't want to. Yeah, we, we have, we have right lots now. of BlizzCon stuff to talk about, and I I saw. <laughs> yeah, you know what happened so, and stuff. Yep. So I'll definitely be happy to dive into that when we get there. But other than that, that's me. I know I talked a lot more than usual, but no, I, I did did have some stuff. There going was on no this last usual. Kind of it's have you done some stuff <laughs> worth talking about? As always. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, have you seen me on this podcast, Alex? Oh no! No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, <laughs> but like, I don't know why they keep me around. 
I usually just kind of keep things a little bit simple, but I mean, there's a lot of video game related stuff going on this past weekend. Yeah. You know, so it was good though. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds cool. Yep. That's it for me. I guess I'll go next then. Um, uh, since the last podcast has been my last weekend in the, um, Saratoga, New York area, and I finally went to the racetrack of Saratoga, or a racetrack of Saratoga, I'm not quite sure, and I learned that racetracks during the off-season are these magical hellscapes of sadness. Mm. <laughs> like, so, I I go to the Saratoga Track Hotel Casino or something, like, a, a place that wears what it is in its name kind of thing, like, it's it's the place you fucking gamble. And it's got a track attached to it. I think it's the Saratoga racetrack. I don't know. But so I go upstairs. When you and go, say racetrack, you mean like horse racetrack? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, horse, race? Saratoga is famous for horse racing. Okay. Cause mm. I think it's, I, it, at first I was like, are you at a motor speedway? Oh, no, and that then, would be different. That would be like, very different. Oh, this is sounding too depressing and Soviet. Yeah, no, this was some, <laughs> um, this is a horse track. I think Saratoga is the third stop of the Triple Crown. That means anything to anyone? Or it's the nope. it's the, yeah it, nope. it's a very famous racetrack. This town, someone told me like octuples in population for the month of August because of the horse races and shit. But it doesn't matter this. It. But so but they have yeah. horse racing year round. It's not August. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they have horse racing year round, and by that I mean you can go to the place with horse racing, and they have like this upstairs where they have TVs showing horse races across the country and you can bet on them through the place you're at. Hmm. And it's exactly as sad as you can imagine it is in there. So if I'm watching a horse race somewhere else in the world, can I try and play the delay and have a friend watching it with a better connection? I don't think there's that much of a delay, but in theory you could. This was a this was a serious place for serious gambling, as best I could tell. Like, I walked mm. in, and I'm like, I, I'm not hardcore enough to be here. Mm. Like, a skill check happened. I'm like, nope, I'm not enough of a degenerate. Got it. Mm-hmm. I don't eat cigarettes for breakfast. Yeah, no, the, all these people were like, yes. Yeah. Between mm-hmm. the racist slot machines on the floor below... And this place, it was like, man, this place is not Vegas. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, whenever you run into gambling, and it's a... Vegas has done the only thing that can bury how depressing Vegas is, which is put on as many flashy lights and dress itself up as hard and as well as it can. And funnel booze into you. And you know, <laughs> Which is the only way to try and mask the crippling depression like it's one of it's like almost out of like a screen right about a person with a porcelain mask covering a corpse. yeah no that that's a good way of describing vegas it is a, it is it is um corner paint and a suit on a dead husk mm. yep no yeah, yes that's very true uh but so in the more gaming or video game related world uh i played super mario odyssey i'm not sure why i'm laughing at that uh uh, but, but I also physically bought a video game from a store for the first time in, like, three goddamn years. Oh, what they try to sell you? What they try to sell you? So, uh, a couple things. I went to the um, Best Buy located in Saratoga, New York, and Aww. as of the time I was there, 
they had Nintendo Switches in stock that you could just walk in and buy one. Mm-hmm. So I'm choosing that to mean that there are Nintendo Switches now somewhat available out in the wild at retail, maybe not all the time, but enough of the time that, like, I saw someone buy a Switch that they did not pre-order. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they went to the cage, unlocked it, and took a Switch out, and I'm like, oh shit, you can do that now? <laughs> but... I got Super Mario Odyssey. Someone tried to sell me insurance on that and a set of batteries I was buying. I. Yep, that's what they like to do, sell insurance on AA batteries. I was really hoping you were going to say you went to a GameStop and we get some epic tale about where you have a similar experience to me of going in, them trying to sell you some game like, no, that game's horseshit, that's and how them fu- arguing with you. Dude, that's how fucking remote Saratoga is, like... This games, uh, this uh, this best spot is where you go to get fucking video games, mm. like that or Walmart. And I, I don't want to know what a Walmart this far north is like because I know what a Walmart this far north is like. And there was a Best Buy I could go to. I fucking hate Best Buy. <laughs> nah, it's every single time I buy a video game from a physical person. I am reminded just how fucking much I love Amazon because it's. I don't want to talk about my purchase ever. I. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> the number of things I had to sign so I could give them money and walk out with a like, video game and like the the level of questioning I had to go through like and, and really this was just this guy trying to be social which is fine I guess but like. I I don't want people asking me what I think of the game I'm trying to buy from them. I don't have an opinion yet. It's why I'm buying the fucking game. So what do you think <laughs> of the game? I, I don't know yet. I'm here to purchase it. It looks cool, what doesn't I it? it? Uh, cellophane I, held within. Yeah. RFID <laughs> scanner preventing me from stealing it from store. That's the worst issue. Like, the way they're packed, like, at least the one up here, I went to the video game section and got Super Mario Odyssey. It wasn't locked up or anything. It was just in this plastic box that I am, like, 100% sure I could have just smashed on the back of something else and just walked out of the store if I'd even, like, put an ounce of effort into it. Like, I think I got it halfway open just by fiddling with a latch on it. While I was waiting in line to to pay for this damn thing. Wow. I, hmm. Yeah, like, it, like I, I'm not for shoplifting, but, like, because this thing was in this, like, it's not going to stop anyone who wants to container. I'm like, I could just fucking steal this right now. I got a Leatherman back in my hotel room. I could be in. I I could be playing super. Like stealing this thing and breaking into the security box would have taken less time than paying for it. <laughs> There's something about shitty security that brings out the worst in all of us. Yeah, like I I didn't go in thinking time for some crime. I left going. I should have committed some crime in there. <laughs> oh my god! I could have had two copies of Super Mario Odyssey for the price of none. <laughs> But yeah, I, I have played and beaten Super Mario Odyssey. It's good. I, I had fun with it. It's it, it's the first Mario game in a long ass time I enjoyed playing. I there were some polarizing moments in that game. I I think when that game has some really good highs and 
I, I think about 60% of that game is really good. There is one level in that game that I saw, like the, the little video that plays and you're loading it on the planet, like you're coming down your ship and stuff like that. I looked at it and said, I'm going to fucking hate this level. And I did. <laughs> and to, to, to make it funnier, there were piles of salt all over that level, literal salt all over that level. So I'm like, yeah, this is about <laughs> right. I, I, I love based on what oh, I've read online, what I've talked to some other people, they also hated that level. Like, and I, I think Nintendo knew people weren't going to be super fond of that level. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard from a lot of people that like, there's a lot of like little meta stuff here and there and stuff like that just kind of makes me happy that uh, they consider, you know what? People aren't going to like this. There's some, well, s- there's some stuff. I, I had fun with the game. I think I beat it in about 10, 12 hours. I, I didn't mean to marathon. I just kind of wound up playing through it. I'm like, yeah, but the en- the ending of that game is bad. The last wow. like two, the last two worlds, and I hesitate to call them worlds because they're not really full worlds, are bad. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, my issue with that game is the world I fucking hated led right into the last two worlds that aren't really worlds. And I'm like, man, this. I'm like, I was digging this game, and then I got to the level I really hated, and that was the last real level. Mm. Yeah, I. It's weird. People are kind of bizarrely obsessed with spoilers with this game too. Like, there's nothing to. I guess there's stuff to spoil, but at the same time, there there really isn't in my book. But I don't. I don't know. I. It was fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. The hat mechanic is cool. It's It's weird to imagine spoilers in a Mario game. Yeah, and there definitely are spoilers, but they're not like story spoilers. They're like, holy shit, that moment was really goddamn cool. Or like... Mm -hmm. It's like, it's almost like portal spoilers. Like, hey, don't tell me how that puzzle works. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good way of saying it. Like, and... I think some worlds in that game are stronger than others. There there are I can think of at least two worlds that aren't bad, but they mm-hmm. are significantly weaker than the rest of that game. Like as much as I fucking hate the level that I hated, it wasn't a bad world. It had cohesive mechanics, it made sense. It just had like stuff I genuinely hated about it. Like it's it was the obligatory lava level, but it's not really a lava level. It but it's got the like pools of water that you fall into, and Mario goes hot, 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 and bounces off of them, kind of thing. In every Mario game, I hate the, that level mm. because it's like, no, I'm gonna die now. Just kill me instantly. Don't make me go through whittling down my health. Thanks. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's. I, I think New Donk City is probably the highlight of that game. Like, it's got the most cool stuff centered around it. That's that, that's definitely my favorite stage. I think. It's it's a fun game. If you own a Switch, there's absolutely no excuse for not owning it. I I enjoyed it enough. I bought Pimp Ass Bowser as the amiibo for him as a result of it. Like, <laughs> I heard about that. This game has my fucking favorite version of Bowser down to like he has that like movie star. His hair is like gelled to one side and that douchebag hairstyle and stuff like that. It's it's got some cool stuff. It, it's got like. 
I, I want to talk about the thing that pissed me off the most in the game, but it's kind of the biggest spoiler in the game, but it's the dumbest thing you can spoil. Yeah, but I, it's Weird. fun. I that game is a little too generous with the whole moon system. I maybe like that's probably my biggest complaint with the game. Like the story of that game, the like the actual like designed puzzles, the stuff you're supposed to do that you have to do to kind of progress. I think that stuff's real good. It's got some cool stuff in there. It's got some really cool boss fights. Um, the Bruegels that are the main enemy of the game are there. There's fucking rabbit things. Two of the four Bruegel, two of the five Bruegels, four and a half. I, each Bruegel has a gimmick or has a kind of mechanic, and you'll fight the same Bruegel twice in the game, I want to say. And every time it's kind of a redoing of that same mechanic, but like with a variant. There was one Bruegel I liked both of the fights against a lot, and then mm. there were two Bruegels that when they dropped down, I'm like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. I fucking hate fighting you. You're not fun. Like, two, two and a half of the Bruegels is really fun. I say half because one Bruegel fight is basically the same both times. It doesn't evolve at all. But, yeah, it's... No, it's... My, my biggest complaint is the moons in that game, though, because, like, you'll get moon... So moons are this game's stars, and you'll get moons for, like, busting open crates... And ground pounding, a fucking crack in the ground occasionally and stuff. Like, just one. I'm not saying do a full puzzle. I mean, like, you literally jump in the air, butt slam, you get a star out of it. And the game offsets this by having just a fucking shit ton of moons. And it's fine, but, like, it's... It feels like padding. There's way more moons than that game needs because, like, every stage has at least, like, four bullshit moons where it's like, oh, every stage has a moon you can only get by dressing up in that, like, level-specific attire you buy with level-specific currency, and you get it by, like, literally it's half the time it's located next to the shop. It's like, oh, you can't come here unless you look like a chef. You go buy the chef outfit, you can go, and then the moon's just right there. Like, it's... That moon shouldn't be there because it's not, like... There's nothing fun about getting that. It's it's encouraging you to buy the items, which you should be willing to do anyway, because some of the outfits are real cool. Like, I fixed my biggest gripe with Mario, which is I fucking hate how Mario looks. And I, I my Mario ran around that entire game wearing a backwards baseball cap and, like, a white lab trench coat thing. He was wearing the, quote, mechanics hat and the scientist outfit. Because he, I'm like, this looks cool in my book. Fine, whatever. Fuck it. So he was Dr. Mario with a hat, essentially. Kind of, yeah, but like he, he looks more like a mechanic in my book at that point. Like it's it's as close as I could get to getting Mario to dress the way I do in everyday life. And like it wasn't perfect, but like I don't like I, I know we've talked about it, I don't like Mario as a character. I don't find his design fun. But like this version of Mario that I had where it's like, hey, it's like some fucking mechanic Mario. I was down with him. Like, yeah, I like mechanic Mario. He's cool. He's got backwards okay. caps, his Famicom on it. Got that flowy ass coat. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> so kick some Goombas. <laughs> I, yeah, the, the possession mechanic's pretty cool. I, it adds a lot to that How game. How would you feel if you were able to re replace Mario in this game with your, like, Nintendo Me? Eh. It's a curious question. Yeah, I. 
I, I think I've said in the past, I do strongly believe the part about Mario games I dislike the most is Mario the character. I don't like Mario the character. So the ability to not have to really play as Mario the character who's changed Mario's look did help mm-hmm. me enjoy this some more. So I'm like, I I genuinely had fun playing. I didn't I I wouldn't have actually marathoned the game if I wasn't having fun with it kind of thing. Like this this is a fun ass game. It's definitely not the yeah. best game I've played this year, but it's fun. Like it's it's up there in that fun category. That's an important category to check. Like it's it's got some weird weaknesses and lots of people are, oh, I want to get all the all the moons and all the coins and like I beat that game. I'm like, cool. I'm done. Hey, but this <laughs> other stuff, I don't care. I've done the story. Mm-hmm. I beat Bowser. I rescued Peach. I don't want to play any more of this game. It's run its course. Like any more of this game would start to ruin it, I think. It's weird because I, I don't know what it is that gets me to 100% a game, but it's super rare. Mm. Like, I get kind of Charlie's feeling as well, where it's like, okay, beat the game. Or, you know, you could 100% it. Yeah, fuck that noise. I've only ever 100%ed one game, I want to say. I've only platinumed one game ever on PSN. It was Prototype 2, and I did that by accident. Mm -hmm. Like, it... In some ways, if the game's achievements or whatever are based around just stuff I might do anyway... That'll get me mm-hmm. closer to doing it. And, like, part of the issue is I never was... I, to progress in that game, you need the moons to power your ship to move on to the next level. There was never a point in that game where by the end of a story arc for a level, I wasn't mooned up enough to move on to the next level. Like, I, I always had enough moons to keep the game progressing at a pretty steady pace. And as a result, like... I think I did it once just for the hell of it because I, I, I was short one moon. I wound up getting six more by accident. Like, a, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to explore this world and stuff. And, like, I, the worlds aren't that interesting to me. I really enjoy the kind of linear path they lie out to of, like, here's how you progress. And I'm like, fucking cool. I'll go off the beaten path some, but that's just because I don't want to have to buck around in this space to progress afterwards. I, I want to see this game, what it's gotten, and I want to be done with it. Mm-hmm. And there's some cool stuff. Like you possess that Tyrannosaurus Rex with a hat. It's pretty goddamn cool. The hat mechanics are cool. Like I, th- there's some cool stuff in that game that maybe is held back a little bit by Nintendo being Nintendo. There's some real shitty motion gimmick in there. And like they only used fifty percent of the buttons they have on that. It's like. The number of buttons that are that do the exact same thing as other buttons on a on the control set for this is ridiculous. And the fact that a bunch of these moves were then relegated to like, oh, you throw the hat and you shake the controller to have it home in on shit. It's like, no, where's the home button? I don't want to have to do motion gimmicks. Like handheld for this game is bad. Pro controller is great for this game. But I don't want to be standing there shaking my pro controller like an idiot. Mm-hmm. It's like other games have figured out if I hold down a button, I want to do a spin attack. I don't want to have to shake my controller side to side to do a hat spin attack. That's dumb. Especially when like A and B are both jump and X and Y are both throw a hat and L and R1 are both the same thing and R1 and R2 or R2 and L2 are also both the same thing and neither joystick has a click. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially because this ga- this console is theoretically 
portable. I can't imagine like, what play. I, I played it with my pro controller because I, I I do not like the Joy Cons, and I'm like I, I'm sitting here. I'm gonna play this game. I'm gonna. Play, I, I brought my pro controller specifically so I would use my Switch because in handheld mode it's serviceable, but I do not like the Joy Cons. And the idea of playing this thing in motion control where you'd have to fucking shake the entire goddamn thing for some of the movesets is asinine and just a really bad design choice. Uh, allegedly, you can turn some of those mechanics off, but I didn't bother looking for them. I should have. I really should have because I really hated the motion control, the motion gimmicks. Uh, yeah, it's... I think that's game for the pro controller. Right? Like, did you play it on the pro... You, 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 you didn't get a chance to play it on the pro controller because I don't think you got No, no, I have a pro... I, I brought my pro controller in case I wanted to use my Switch because I don't like the Nintendo Joy-Cons. Mm. Like, I find it... I will play the same game for longer. Like, I have... I have taken my Switch to work, put it on its kickstand, which, by the way, still sucks, and used a pro controller with it in kind of quote mobile mode because that's how much I don't like the controllers for it that come default. Oh well, yeah, I remember during our like day one thing, uh, what's it called? Our day one play yeah. of that thing. Um, we had trouble with that damn thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's a fun game. There's definitely some highs and there's some really kind of not so great lows. Like it's it's a good Mario game, which. And it should be. I, it takes some risks, which is kind of cool. Like, there's a funness to this game. I don't think Mario's had in a long time, which is nice to see. I, it, it changes the formula up some, which is nice. There's some branching paths that kind of loop back on themselves. There's some fun fan service, which is really kind of cool to see in a game like this. I, a lot of people are like, oh, it's inventive the same way Breath of the Wild is. I think this one took better risks. Like, there's no stamina system this time around. But there is this whole like set of weird rolling mechanics you can choose to engage with or not. That's maybe the best thing about it. All the major changes the game makes, minus the hat throwing, which is pretty straightforward mechanic, you don't have to engage with necessarily. They're there if you want to play with them. But like there's a whole set of advanced moves I never bothered using because I didn't need to use them. Mm. And I was fine with that. And possessing stuff is cool, and there's a really kind of fun moment where when you possess the right thing and you, like, get to bypass an entire puzzle because you possess the right thing and, like, you saw the gears working, that's undeniably cool. Like, there's, like, there's a whole platforming section in the first level that you can just straight bypass by possessing a bullet bill because you can just fly mm. past all of it. And I'm like, suckers! Yeah. That's mostly been it. I've I've spent a weird amount of time looking at um Hotas versus Hosas control setups because I am a crazy person that hates fun. Hmm. Are you familiar with these? Now. No, I the hating fun concept. Ah uh, yes, um Hotas stands for hands on throttle and stick. Hosas stands for hands on stick and stick. I their flight stuff, I've been looking into kind of funky stuff you can do with Star Citizen and Elite Citizen. Or sorry, Elite Dangerous, because mm -hmm. I'll be back with my monster PC soon. I'm, I, 
it's a thing to do when I get bored at night. I it's, there's some truly crazy setups for that stuff out there. I I haven't bought a second joystick yet for Hosas, but I've definitely thought about it. Been playing a lot more near. I that game's finally clicking with me. I think I I was joking with Jeff before the podcast that I think every time I played it, except for the first couple hours I played, I was playing mm-hmm. it like at a bad sitting position and tired. And that game's dodge is just finicky enough that like it's a bad way to play that game. It's a the combat in that game's not perfect, but like it's got the platinum level. You will die if you fuck up. Mm-hmm. You need to be alert and ready to dodge and hack and hack and dodge and like yeah and uh blah, 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 do all yeah, that you all ready for this no sucks to be you <laughs> yeah i it's i meant to talk this a couple weeks ago actually and it's even funnier this week so i started playing around with a um knockoff of pokemon go called draconius go <laughs> and i've gotten into it up here in okay. saratoga because i've I played Pokemon Go in an urban environment, and I wanted to know what a Pokemon Go was like in a not-so-urban environment. And, like, I understand now what people like, this game fucking sucks unless you live in a city, actually. Oh, you finally been out, know what it's like to be me, I, huh? I believe you. I believed you all along. Like, And it's weird, because despite Draconius Go being an obvious and blatant ripoff of Pokemon Go, it's a better game. It's got okay. stuff. Like, you can actually fight in the game. Mm. Ah, it's got. I say show your work, but then you did. It's got player versus player, and quests. It's got an okay design. Like it, it couldn't be more of a ripoff of Pokemon Go if they tried to. Like literally, you're, you're a wizard this time around. You catch monsters and like special rocks that even have like a Pokemon Ball capture animation. It's real dumb. <laughs> I, I learned about it because Niantic has been out there just being pissed about this but it's got dumb stuff like it shows what's near you which is a functionality niantic took out of the game like my enjoyment of draconius go is like if you look at the wish list of things pokemon go players seem to still want this game literally was like can we do any of these things yeah let's do all of them then (laughs) yeah that if you're looking for an alternative to pokemon go Draconius Co. might be up your alley. I I wouldn't recommend it because I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure in hindsight I'd recommend Pokemon Gold to Saint go, go to same people. But yeah, I I also and this is painful for me to admit. Um, in the wake of BlizzCon and that really quite exceptional set of Warcraft news that came out of it, I definitely almost reinstalled World of Warcraft. <laughs> Yes, come back, Charlie. I, I didn't do it, but like I was on the WoW page of the Blizzard Battle app, of the Battle.net app being like, how much would this cost to get back into, actually? Like, what do I have to buy to do this? <laughs> no progress made yet, but... Decline began. Hmm? Said and decline began. Yeah, I wouldn't quite go that far. It's... It's weird, like, because of BlizzCon, I looked at a bunch of stuff. I'm going to save this for our news segment some, but, like, I I did spend some time looking at articles people have written where it's, like, some of the stuff they're bringing back, people have said they want, and they're like, you don't actually want this. But we'll see. We'll talk about this more in the news section. But, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, 
I've just started packing so I can be back in L.A., and by the time this goes up, I will be back in L.A., so... All things going to plan, I assume. I, oh, it snowed while I was fucking in Saratoga, New York, actually, too. That's probably worth mentioning. Oh, you beat me to snow. I saw snow. It did not collect on the ground, but it did come from the sky, and all my coworkers were like, oh, son of a bitch, and I'm like, fucking yeah! <laughs> in my Japanese lessons, they just taught us the word for snow. Isn't it but, Yuki? Um, Yuki, yeah. That's, my, that's the bird's name. Oh, that's why it's your bird's yep. name? Yep. Yeah, it's Yuki. And uh, they start, for some reason, they decided that the best place to compare Japan to for snowfall is Boston. Um, probably mostly because Boston in Japanese sounds mostly like Boston in English. And they keep using phrases like, does it snow often in Boston? No, not very much, but it's very cold there. And I'm like, fuck you. And I'm screaming at my car while I'm doing this. You don't know me, Japanese language. Yeah. You don't know me, Pimsler Audio. Fuck you for being right, kind of. <laughs> oh. The snowfall in, in Japan is similar to Conway, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. And that's all of Japan. All of Japan, even too. the southern parts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all Jesus. of Japan gets on average eight feet of snow a year. You heard it here. Wow. We all Hokkaido now, boys. Well, I love Hokkaido. I love, I love the the snow we have now in LA. You wish you had snow. We are dude. coming up on my snow is. We are coming up on my favorite time to live in LA. The one week where it's like close to freezing and like some shit could go down. <laughs> Every year I get so excited that then nothing happens, but like it gets real close to being like it could scientifically snow right now. And I want to see LA lose their fucking minds if that happens. It would be great. <laughs> that would be pretty glorious. But yeah, that's about it for that. That's, I should wrap up my week so we can move on to you, Jeff. Uh, what have you been up to? So, as per usual, my week's a little... Or I've been gone for a week. That said, I'm pretty sure Charlie covered most of what happened during my week because that week I missed talking about was... I went to see Guar. You did go see Guar. It was uh, with my me. big highlight, and uh, seeing Guar was amazing. I still have my Guar shirt. I still haven't washed it because I'm hoping that the dye takes. Um. Well, technically, I've I've washed it, but I haven't like put it through a spin cycle. I have looked in a variety of ways to maybe help solidify that that um inking. Really? Or uh, tell me after? Yeah, I, I I need to test one before I recommend it. Yep. Um. But other than that, I will start off with saying I spent today home sick, which I fucking hated, because uh, I hate being sick, and I've just got a stupid fucking head cold thing that I'm sure my coworkers don't want to have, yeah. so I'm sure they're glad I'm here and not there. Mm. Um, but other than that, um, I went to a friend's house this weekend, and I played a shit ton of Magic while drinking heavily, and... Um, this is going to be nerd-related news more than video game-related news, and I won't dwell on it because uh, I don't think either of you guys follow Magic too closely, but uh, I've always been a fan of Storm. Storm has recently evolved into what's known as Gift Storm, and uh, yeah, shit's busted. Uh, as a proud player of the deck, uh, shit's busted. I'm probably going to have a card ban soon. Sad as that may be. Um, it's all about that real-world Gwent, son. Oh, yeah. 
I'll let you know when I get some cards. You ain't playing um, real Gwent. You ain't even playing a card game. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate actually got to like I don't I don't know the tier system, but he got to like what would be the League of Legends equivalent of like platinum or diamond in Gwent uh mm. last season. Um cool. Yeah, he loves the or the online one. The game, um, you mean? Yeah. Um other than that though, I've basically been home today just watching TV and being a sick person. So I finally have wa- or I watched a bunch of Mindhunter. Uh turns out I really like Mindhunter, so hopefully I'll actually be able to finish this series cuz I always run out of time when I'm watching series. Is, um, is Mindhunter on Netflix? Yeah. Yes, sir. It's a Netflix original. They do. They're uh, crushing it with all these originals like that and Stranger Things. Like they're just crushing it right now. Yeah, they're I crushing with Mindhunter. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I say I don't know. If, was that intentional? <laughs> yeah, he's trolling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God he makes himself laugh. Yeah. <laughs> It's the telegraphing that's the worst part. Like he's like, ah, yeah. ah, do you see what I did there? Yes, we saw what you did there, Alex. Aren't you <laughs> but, proud but, of me? No, we're not. But but did you get what I was going yeah. for? Yeah. <laughs> you're so proud of yourself and you have no oh. reason to be. Dude, I pat I, myself I, I on the back I didn't get it before. Day. The joke was that I don't like Stranger Things. Suddenly I understand. It's if like Alex had said, huh, huh, I wouldn't have gotten it's it. It's like Thanks, we talked Alex. about how much you don't like Stranger Things on this podcast. It's like, during the Halloween episode, I was upset you hadn't gotten to watch that yet so you could be angry it about it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me how you really feel, guys. Uh, so Stranger Things is an amazing show, and Alex is a terrible person. It is nostalgia is a great premise for a TV show, guys. I love it. I love the soundtrack. But anyway, the I'm what? Sorry. That's like I saying just... I watch porn for the plot. I do too. What's wrong with that? I like a riveting story. Does she ever get her plumbing fixed? I don't know. You never make it that far. Like you could skip to the end and find out. No, I like to watch it in sequence and not cheat. Thirty seconds. I'll intervals. tell you right now. He gives up on fixing the cabinet halfway through, and then they <laughs> never return to it. That's how they all end. <laughs> um, so strange things. So, or so, Mindhunter for those who don't know, because I have refused to transition yet. Fair. Uh, is about the uh, FBI discovering that. Um, Serial killers' brains don't work the same way as everyone else's, so maybe they should talk to serial killers if they want to know how they think so they can better stop them. Yeah, it's about kind of the and early be- days of criminal profiling. Ex- yes, and oh. they came, or the beginning of criminal profiling. It's a very interesting documentary. Or it's much more than that. It's, it's a more drama entry. It's, ba- it's based off a yeah. real book and real people and stuff. Yeah. Um,. I also wound up watching a bunch of paintball documentaries. Oh, just good like, lord, why? I don't know. You wind up like I wind up like doing something else, like cleaning my desk and putting them on the background, and then I wind up watching the rest of them. Why would you watch that? Why? Know, That's like the worst I now thing watch you can and watch. Follow competitive paintball now. I guess. I, oh God, paintball documentaries are the worst. Like this is the documentary. Every hey, team has one. I know that's what makes every it the team worst, has them. Every team is full of assholes. <laughs> that's not true. There's plenty of good people. There are assholes too. Yeah, they're on paintball teams. 
Because the thing is, is to go pro at a sport, you need to be good at the sport, which is fine. Yeah. Go pro at paintball, you need to be good at the sport and rich. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, basically every paintball sport or every paintball match is literally watching $600 thrown down range. Yeah. Um, and they have to play multiple matches just to win a game. Yeah. Um, but uh, outside of that, I also watch Stranger Things, which I know is going to be a huge interest to Charlie, and I'm only on, I think, episode four because I watched more episodes of Mindhunter than Stranger Things because yeah. I like it better. Yeah. Um, That's a good reason. I hate this season a lot less than previ- the previous season. Huh. Uh, because a lot less of it's actually dedicated to um, the things I hate about the show, like ripping off Elfin Lead, and more they finally decided to settle in on what would happen to the characters in the aftermath of, of the events, which is much more interesting, like Winota Ryder becoming a psychopathically overly like helo- helo- helicoptering mother after that. Is actually kind of logical. Um, I may actually have to watch this now if that's what you're saying about the show, because that's that is an interesting premise right. to me. It, yeah, and one thing I guess spoiler, and this is one of the things of like this show has so many. I it still has things I fucking hate about. It. I don't recommend this show. I just hate it less than the first season because the first season spent more of its time like physically accosting me and like. The jump scares in the first season, I absolutely despise. And the season's no exception in that. Um, wow, I'm falling off of my high on this show as I talk. <laughs> um, there are several moments of the show that I'm like, that once again, like the first season, like, what you're doing is fucking stupid and you should do a stop it. Like, we should tell our parents about this homicidal psycho, psycho girl that our friend has under his stairs. No, we shouldn't. Yes, no, no, no. You fucking should, you fucking idiot. Maybe she can stop you now, but when you get home, you should mention this. <laughs> Call the police. Um, And some of the characters where I'm at in the show are making dumb decisions, but or I guess the spoiler I was going to get to is they start the series with showing that Elle is back in the show and then tell you later how she got back, and that kind of yeah. grinds my gears a little bit because I fucking hate the, like, Oh, by the way, she's back. Hope everyone's okay with that. Oh, yeah, I was totally in suspense until this fucking moment. Fuck yourself. Um. So, once you get past that, the relationship of the character that now has to basically raise this psychopath and, like, set ground rules and enforce them with a character that literally can murder people by, like, thinking it, looking at them funny is kind of an interesting dynamic of, like, how do you grind... How do you ground a telepathic monster um, is a bit interesting. So I guess it's because they've spent the least amount of time with the plot of the show and more with that. Those are two things I find actually redeeming in the show. But like all the old plot holes are still there and like unaddressed. The main like organization, the FBI, I'll call them for short, has the amazing ability to still be like one part overly capable and then one part completely incompetent. Like I was telling my roommate this, like I used, I used to watch uh serial killer documentaries around Halloween because they're more terrifying than anything you can actually watch. There was a serial killer they caught because they were watching his gas bill and determined that he was driving more than he needed to be. 
and that was grounds to bring him in. The main character of this show is eating for two while, like, the organization then, like, they completely leave him alone and all these characters that they should just be following. And then they prove later that they're, like, taking the time to wiretap these people and listen to every conversation. It's like, either you're competent enough to catch this asshole or you suck at your job. Mm. You can't be both. And they just really flip-flop between whether they're competent or not. And it drives me crazy. Um, I guess more on that when I actually finish the season. But where I'm at right now, there are parts of it that are, like, really irritating. Like, the kids have a tendency to get wrapped up in stuff that just... This is so over your head, it's not even funny. Like, and it's so blatantly obvious. Like, imagine you lived in their universe, Charlie, and you found an alien gun, and you were aware of all the other stuff. What would you do with it? Fucking take that alien gun. Okay. Imagine, or... So, a reasonable person, I would say, would go to the police, go to the organization, be like, I don't know what's up, but um, it's over my head. I'm sorry, Either this I is going to catalyze you to kill me, or it's going to catalyze them to kill me. Fair, but like, I had an alien gun that I could shoot the aliens with. Well, I'll start with the thing they find, without spoiling it, is much less useful than the alien gun. Oh, yeah, gun. but it's let's like say a you found an alien's wristwatch. Yeah, let's say you found an alien rock. Would you keep the rock? Go, it's a cool rock. <laughs> Maybe, but I'd also be like, hey, scientists, what the fuck is this cool-ass rock I found? Yeah, and the show falls into that trap constantly. Which I understand the show would fall apart if they didn't. And I've had the moment where I turned my room and I was like, if Elle did what she was asked, the show would get boring. Like, if these characters always made the right decisions, the show would stagnate. Well, yeah. But that also forced them to make dumb decisions on the regular, and that's irritating. Um, But yeah, so that's that brings you up to speed with me. I like Stranger Things more than previous, but I still don't like it. The Jeff review. Eh. Yeah, the the Jeff hot take yeah. that you were waiting for. Yeah. Not as <laughs> hot as I thought it would be, but... Not yet. You're not, not that far in. I know, I've, I've heard some stuff that happens later on that I suspect you um may have some thoughts on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm don't I always. so glad I waited to bring up that until you got here, just so I can hear the explanation. And I, I, I'm... Have you actually seen the show? What, Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen season two already. I binged most of it. So, or, have you heard my, my like, Jeff season one spit take on that show? I think, yeah, you did. You mentioned it in a previous podcast, so I remember. We've talked about Elf okay. and Lied with Alex, and he wasn't sure what the hell that was. Yeah, we went into yeah. the whole thing about Elf and Lied, and then okay. whatnot. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Okay, I guess I'm just looking for agree, disagree. I don't know Alex is a uh, is totally I like popular the show, things because so... they're popular. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to accost you. I'm just curious. I liked it. I I was a fan of this season. The only thing, and I will say that I kind of like, well, that just kind of seemed like a weird loose end. Was like, well, are we allowed to? I mean, we already said spoilers, right? I don't want to uh, dive further or, into don't it. Don't spoil me because elsewise you ruin the Jeff hot take. Yeah, know, going in. <laughs> okay, how far are you? What episode? I'm um, on episode four. Um. It was called Will the Wise. If it requires it's... this much um, preemptive talking about it, we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah, no, I'm, I, it's it's something that happens later on, so I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah. Let me know right. when you're done, and we'll visit it again. Oh, you'll know when oh, I'm we'll done. Oh, we'll know. Yeah. 
All right, if we're done with weeks, that means it's time for news, though. Or then. Welcome to New Day. Being accused of almost missing it faster this time. I was adding more to it. Additional fanfare. Yeah, that's new this week. We gave Alex is eating beneath his Wheaties. We get more music out of him. Um. <laughs> I'll save some of this for the end, actually. Uh, He's been eating his crazy donut. Yeah. So coming right out of this, um, kind of springboarding up what I was talking about earlier, uh, Niantic, the guys behind Pokemon Go and Ingress, are making a new game. We're going to play a little game quickly, though, first. called Dragon whatever? No, it's not called Draconius <laughs> Go, but it's close. <laughs> um, If you were Niantic and you were building up augment reality game that was driven mostly by nostalgia of people roughly our, our age, what other IP might you try and latch on to to make your next project a hit? Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Um, are, are those are both actually guessing? pretty good guesses. Uh, Harry Potter. They're making a Harry Potter game. Oh. That's kind of weird. Is it going to be Bert? Are every flavor beans or whatever? I, I mean, what's so collectible in the Harry Potter universe? I don't know. What's that's called video games, and that's Harry... usually what I wound up collecting. It's called Spells Harry Potter and... Wizards Unite. There's not a lot of details out there except that as of November 8th, 2017, Niantic, on their official blog, has said, hey, we're doing this thing. Hmm. They're saying, stay right, tuned. It's... I remember there being rumors where someone I know talked to me about, like, Hey, this should totally be a thing. I, I, as someone who follows the subreddit for Pokemon Go for the simple entertainment value of you got to watch people going from being like this is the best thing ever to like Destiny the game levels of salt. Mm-hmm. I I can't wait to go check it out after we get done with this podcast because I'm sure there's some thoughts going on in there right now. Like it's. So you played Ingress at one point, Alex, right? Uh, yes, I did, actually. And were you kind of aware of the whole when Niantic just kind of stopped caring about that game time period? Uh, I think I was closer to the end of that stuff. Yeah. Yes, I remember hearing about that. There was a time where Niantic, Niantic was super into that game, and then all of a sudden they were like, and we're done! And it was like, hey, there's a bunch of problems still. And they're like, we don't care. <laughs> Gotta go! Yeah, we Pretty got that much. Pokemon money now, apparently. Yep. But, like, this seems to be kind of the exact same move they pulled last time, so. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure we'll do another stupid video of us playing the game and videotaping ourselves in public. But we'll see. Maybe I'll get a GoPro or whatever they call it thing, the selfie stick this time around. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I mean... I'm pretty sure Jen's gonna be very much. Awesome. Oh yeah, no, I, my my girlfriend will be fucking all over this game. Like, I, yep. I, I know me and her talked about how they made a Harry Potter version of Pokemon Go. Like, that would be fucking awesome. And I'm like, I, that actually potentially sounds more interesting than what Pokemon Go wound up being. Like, I, it's but so here's my issue: a lot of the stuff in my mind that you need to make Harry Potter Go a good game are things that they've been really bad about implementing in. Pokemon Go, and like I also played Niantic at one point, and Niantic kind of sucked. And at least there was some level of activeness to Pokemon Go. I fear this Harry Potter thing 
maybe more like Ingress, and I don't think... Part of Pokemon Go's appeal was it was fucking simple. I'm not sure what you do with Harry Potter, given the two other games Niantic has made. That's that kind of joyfully simple, but I don't know. I will see what they wind up doing. I, if they could make a cool game, that'd be cool. But given how, the, given what they have done to Pokemon Go over time, I don't have a lot of faith in this project moving forward. Yeah, considering what a shit fest uh, the the game was at launch, and then their do you remember their Pokemon Live event? Yeah, I remember the big. I remember the festival. The we talked about the um like convention thing they had. That was a bit of a train wreck. That was an absolute fucking train wreck. So I can't imagine how bad it's gonna be when they try to do it with Harry Potter. Well, yeah, and I, I think it, it goes one step further to dumbness, where it's like that game hasn't fundamentally changed. In fact, it's kind of gotten worse depending on who you talk to. Like the stuff they've added, people like the drop off rate for that game is not surprisingly pretty high at this point kind of thing. But, like, the people that are still in that game, like, they don't have very complicated requests. And they feel like things that, like, I know Niantic said we're totally doing this, and they still haven't done. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll let you know on this as we have more information about it, I guess. It seems like an obvious cash cow, and... That makes sense. The antics kind of always been about those microtransaction games. Yeah, that game's gonna fucking crash and burn. And I don't think I really it hope... will. That's the thing. I think it's gonna get that same like solid three months of nostalgia-driven frenzy, and then you're gonna have the kind of hardcore still into it. People like me and you that like want it to be good, and everyone else is gonna walk away like they did with Pokemon Go. There. Mm, I don't include you in this one, Jeff, because you live in a rural environment, and I suspect this game will also suck in a rural environment. Yeah, I don't imagine that problem is going to be fixed. Yeah. Moving on from that, though, to some other microtransaction-y news. Um, Ubisoft got out there and said they made more money this year off in-game purchases than game sales. What? Apparently, like 65% of their revenue was made up of uh, in-game transactions. All right, everybody get ready for in-game transactions to stay. Yep. It's officially more profitable, and uh, the almighty dollar makes decisions. Yep. So, for those of you out there who are anti-microtransaction, don't buy any of their fucking games! That settles or that. Or five games, don't pay for the microtransactions. Flip that scale. There you go. Yeah, it's there's lots of numbers I could go into that help solidify this more, but at the same time, I sat there and actually thought about how many games Ubisoft put out this year, so uh, this is pre-Assassin's Creed numbers, I assume, but that game also has a shit ton of microtransactions baked in. But yeah, like if you've ever wondered, in a weird way, Ubisoft is constantly out there making the case for like uh, Rainbow Six Siege, that game sells a little bit, but I suspect a lot more money is made off that game from the in-game transaction market. And I've wondered if we eventually would get a game of that type where, like, they just put it out and then they recoup their money off skins and shit. 
because that's kind of the Warframe model, and it seems to work for them. Well, I don't know. I it, it, Warframe is kind of unique to itself, but yeah, we have, we have one of the big kind of players out there getting out there and saying we made it's more profitable to do microtransactions than games, technically, which is a weird thing to think about. Yeah, I'd say this basically solidifies microtransactions being in everything. I wouldn't quite go that far, but yeah, they're not going anywhere. I'll go that far. Yeah, fair. Well, speaking of weird microtransaction-y things, um, you can now convert PlayStation trophies into kind of in-game, or not in-game, uh, PlayStation Network money, kind of. So they're finally doing the Xbox G-Points thing? Yeah, kind of. Um, so it's part of the Sony rewards, so you can spend it on anything. Part you... of the Sony Let's Bury Microsoft plan. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to more on that later, though, too. It's, it's not a great exchange, and all of your already existing trophies don't count. Okay. So like the, the couple platinums, I, the one platinum I have and the many, many gold I have won't count towards this but so the breakdown is um for every uh, for you have to trade in your silver trophies in groups of hundreds and for every 100 silver trophies you'll get 100 points for every 25 gold trophies you'll get 250 points and for every 10 platinum you'll get a thousand points think of points as equaling about a cent Okay. Yeah. So for reference, a platinum trophy is worth about a buck. A gold trophy is worth about 25 cents. And silver trophies are worth a penny. And bronze don't get you shit. That's actually kind of fair. Yeah. I, I mean, they don't yeah. owe me anything. Yeah. And I, so the weird thing, I, you have to sign up for the Sony Rewards Program, which I think I am accidentally a member of. But... Like, the thing that kind of makes this oddly compelling to me is Sony has a whole set of streaming options I just never use because I want to spend money on it. If I could convert my gamer trophies to that, I might actually use that part of my PlayStation. Hmm. Yeah. Say that, or, I mean, this may not ever buy you a AAA title, but this is a great way to get some, like, indie games and shit. Yeah, it's... You'll have to get a lot of trophies, though. Like, it's not going to add up any... It's not going to add up very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but so, speaking of burying Xbox, actually, um, the Xbox One X is officially out. I thought it was out last week in some weird way, because all the news I was reading kind of seemed to imply it was already out. But, so, uh, the Xbox One X is kind of, it, it's out there. People are buying it, assumably. It's got some weird shit going on. Not related to it specifically, but some of the branding they're okay with being out there. Like... For instance, um, did you guys catch what happened on Conan? No. Uh, I heard something about it, but go on. Apparently, gaming on the Xbox One X is akin to being punched in the nuts by Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know, okay. it's shocking like that. Oh, okay. I don't know about you, but I'm okay with my PS4's graphics. Just feel like they're stabbing me slowly. I'm not sure I want hammered fisting to the nuts to be how a video game console's graphics are described. 
if you haven't watched it's worth checking out it's absolutely painful like this is some real bad paid content that i really hope someone demanded their money back for i mean him doing idiot game or whatever is like a cringe horrific thing has been a thing for a while there's an honesty to clueless gamer like so conan isn't even in this like some person and ronda rousey come out on stage with not powered up controllers pretend to play a video game while looking at a screen that's obviously not there and then ronda rousey punches this dude in the nuts like that's i've described you what happens because you know xbox one actually happens that's the actual video that's wow I'm simplifying it. You were so... saying described as, I thought someone actually like made a metaphor. No, Ronda Rousey literally punches events. or uh, actingly punches this dude in the nuts. Yeah. But so That's... speaking of the what Xbox One X, it's really hard finding one in Japan because reportedly they're sold out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why are they sold out everywhere? Because no store ordered a stock of them except for pre-orders. <laughs> but the Microsoft version of that story is they are sold out in Japan. And there's <laughs> lots of great photos out there of Japanese stores posting sold out of Xbox One signs. It's a great marketing campaign. We learned it from Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah uh, too soon too soon yep wait what no one died <laughs> except the xbox one x in japan apparently oh. uh, yeah, I was saying, despite my greatest attempts the switch is still a yeah. thing oh the switch is still a thing yes still a threat <laughs> yeah the xbox one x is out there it's i don't own one yet i don't plan to own one in the near future I, it's I was listening to something today or I was reading something. I remember what it was that basically they said everything Microsoft is now doing, they're doing on PC because of their whole like shared crossplay thing. Meaning if you have a Switch, a PS4, and a competent gaming PC, there is literally no reason to own an Xbox. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, I-, I used to make the argument of I want my games, I want my gaming to be simple. But, like, there's literally almost nothing unique coming out this year for the Xbox, and it's coming to PC. So, yeah, that's just weird to me at this point. Like, it's you're launching this console for who and for what? To play Cuphead in 4K? <laughs> I, I have heard the backwards compatibility stuff is kind of cool, like the fact you can play Xbox games on it. That does sound cool, but I think you can also do that on normal Xbox, but, or Xbox One, but I don't know. They've been kind of bad about mm-hmm. clearing that up, but yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Um, before we jump into our BlizzCon roundup, though, I just wanted to take a second to pimp that Hitman has surpassed... 60 million players, and IO, the guys behind it, have gotten out there and confirmed a full sequel to Hitman is coming soon, or it's in the works at least. Woohoo! Yeah, I, I I fucking love that game. I'm really glad it did well for them. They split off from Square Enix, and the fact that they have that much success to hopefully catapult this thing towards more of what I loved about that game is awesome. And I look forward to fucking up when we do another Let's Play. You're not playing that one, I am. You can't sit through another bad stealth game with people. 
Especially a game I fucking love. But yeah, um, so BlizzCon. You want to take this one, Alex? Some, or should I run through the highlights and you'll fill in as necessary? Uh, run through the highlights and I'll jump in and throw stuff in. Sure. So, um, BlizzCon happened. It was blizzardy, and lots of people were walking around saying "for the horde" or "for the alliance," and uh, it was in Anaheim again this year. And for some godforsaken reason, it over always laps with the um. Extra Life Marathon, but yeah, BlizzCon. Um, none of us play Hearthstone, but lots of Hearthstone stuff got announced. They got a new deck coming and stuff. I, there's a single-player campaign coming, so cool, I, I, I guess. I don't play Hearthstone. Yep. Uh, there's more. I mean, the one thing with that one, I guess I'll jump sure. in, is the, uh, the single-player stuff winds up typically becoming very much more like you wind up having to build janky decks that would never work against people but work against a very specific NPC's uh, gimmick. If that makes sense. It doesn't sound fun. Um, that, that, that's not playing the game. It, that's playing against a scenario. Yeah. No, no, no. That's exactly what it is. So there could be some cool stuff and some neat enemies that they come out with for that. Yeah. But, yep, that's my piece on that. Heroes of the Storm yeah. is getting some dragons in the form of Hanzo and who is Alexstrasza, Alex? Alexstrasza is the Life Binder. She is one of the aspect dragons in the Warcraft lore. Okay. She's a hot demon lady. And Hanzo. They're... She's not a demon. She's got horns. She's a demon. She's not a demon. She's a dragon. Sure. We're coming to Heroes of the Storm, a game <laughs> that none of us play either, so... Ooh, Actually, I, I I dabble in hots here and there. It's kind of fun. Okay. Uh, so Hanzo will be interesting because gonna main Hanzo. Uh, I think I think everyone's gonna talk shit about Hanzo in that game too. Even though, even if he's really fucking good, people are gonna still say shit. Oh, fucking Hanzo main and everything else. So I look forward to all the memory that's gonna happen around uh, Hanzo. It but it does seem I, that Heroes of the Storm is a great source for like Blizzard making fun of Blizzard. Yeah, no, it's very much that. I mean, that's how you have all these weird characters co crossing together. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be cool. They, those are good picks for characters for Heroes of the Storm. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Well, speaking of Hanzo mains, I guess next up, um, surprise to no one, lots of Overwatch news out of BlizzCon. They got a new hero named Moira. She's DPS healer. She. This is the first... Um, Overwatch I thought actually looked cool on paper, and I'm like, I watch her, I'm like, I would play that character. That's a gimmick I can get behind. Yeah, she looks stupid fucking good. Yeah. And so far from everything I've seen, she she plays really fucking good, too. Like, I very much am excited. I, I'm, I, I, okay, as a Zenyatta, like, support main, like, I, I main support stuff, even though I should play around with more DPS. She's the character I, I wanted Zenyatta to be. Yeah, it's very much that's what it seems like. Like she's she's like a completed form of Zenyatta, I think. So I definitely will be switching over from, uh, from Zen to Moira when she comes out, uh, just based off of her way she plays sure. because it's just, it's really fucking good. She's got all like she's got good heals. She's got I mean she has a little bit of the mercy set up in terms of healing, so she's got direct healing. She's got AOE you know or just you know a projection heal, which is really good. She has mobility, which is one of the biggest things that, you know, 
uh, is kind of a trade-off for supports. I mean, Mercy has the best mobility as of right now for support mains, as far as I'm concerned. Well, that and Lucio, of course, but um, every all the other ones, like Zen has shit for mobility. Ana doesn't really have anything for mobility either. Symmetra so just range. Run. You don't need to get near anyone. For what? Ana? Well, well, that's the thing, though. Like, if, somebody, if you get flanked, you're kind of fucked. Like, that's the thing. So... That's true. But I mean that is also the life of the as a, of a support. <laughs> exactly, but I mean at least Mercy has a oh shit button and she can get out of there real quick. Uh, Lucio can walk hop his way out of there. You know, Anna, you either CC and run away and let your team know that there's a fucking flanker, or you die. Then you just then at that point you just have to engage them. So you know you pop your uh, your Discord orb and hope that you get good hits with the balls and that's it. So, and then Symmetra is just a fucking beast. Nobody tries to take on Symmetra one on one without being fucking crazy. Uh, but she's not really much of a support nowadays. She's a lot more of a DPS. Just kind of still hiding in the support like tree. But Moira looks really fucking good. She's got the orb she can throw out that heals people. Uh, she's got the orb that can also bounce around and do damage very much like Symmetra. So it's a auto targeting laser. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, and she also has she attacks like Symmetra. So. She automatically locks on, so there's no need to aim, essentially. So she's she's got a, a whole solid kit on paper, like Charlie was saying. Like she looks really good on paper, but also her design is very fucking cool. Yeah, she's cool. a cool-looking character. Yeah, and have you seen her alternate skins yet? I haven't dug that far into this at all. I just, I, it was that looks cool. Moving on for me. Her, her alter, alternate skins are very much a like, uh, an an uh an homage to David Bowie. Okay. So she has like some skins that are very like David Bowie esque looking. Sure. Hmm. So it's kind of cool that they did like a little throw out for uh, for the David Bowie fans out there. So I guess speaking of skins, they've announced that there are Overwatch skins based on Diablo, StarCraft, and other Blizzard games coming to the game too. Oh yeah, tons of stuff. I mean, they did uh, they kind of kicked that off with the Reinhardt uh, cinematic. Which is really fucking That's cool. That's the best Have cinematic to date, I think. It was so fucking good. Like, I showed that to Mandy, and Mandy doesn't know anything about Overwatch, but even she was like, that was pretty fucking good. Well, the best character like, gets the best cinematic, obviously. Yeah. Uh, one of the little tidbits about that, though, uh, really quick before I jump back into the skins, was, like, it's very fitting that Reinhardt meta, or the Reinhardt uh, in the cinematic, plays like a shitty Reinhardt in the game, because he doesn't shield his team and just rushes right in for the glory. Because that's essentially what what caused him to get his scar on his face. Was he, like, rushed in? Oh, I don't need to defend my squad and just rushed in there. So, very fitting that, like, they kind of poked at people about that one. And then he became the shield for his team. So, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's such a good cinematic. Um, I think it's rampant. Personally, I would love to see if they actually did some sort of movie down the line about this stuff. Because I think it looks really fucking good. Like, it's, it's, it's a good property to do it with. There's also a kind of Blizzard Land theme park map coming to the game, and there's yes. the BlizzCon World, or there's the Overwatch World Cup that... Who won that? I wrote it down. Oh, the Overwatch League you're referring to. No, I'm talking about the Overwatch World Cup. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, the World Cup ended there. Yeah. But they also made announcements in terms of the teams for the League as well during BlizzCon. Yeah. So there's that, and then, of course, all the skins are based off of, you know, yeah. uh, Blizzard properties, so you've got, like, the... The Butcher from Diablo, you've got King, uh, or what, I can't remember his name from uh, Warcraft. He's the Dwarf King. Uh, 
Reinhardt's gonna get his his skin from the cinematic, which looks really fucking good too. So, where he has his luxurious long blonde hair. Yeah. So, but I mean, overall, there was a lot of really good Overwatch stuff. Yeah. Like it was it was a solid release, and so good times. So on top of that, you've got so moving on from Overwatch, I guess to StarCraft. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, StarCraft Two came out in kind of three chunks. Mm-hmm. So the first one is going free to play. If you already own that, you'll get the second one for free, I guess. Uh, StarCraft yep. Wings of Liberty is the free one, so you can play the campaign, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then you get Heart of the Swarm for free if you own that, I guess. Yeah, yep. which also was pretty good. Never got the third so, one, so. Yeah. I, I got makes... the second one. The third one builds. So the third one is radically different from the other two because you know how you start out with what, like 10 workers or something like that? Yeah. The third installment, you start out with like 17 or something huh. because they wanted to put an emphasis on accelerating the first part of the game where you just build shit. Well, that was part of the meta they put into multiplayer too. Yeah. Or I only know StarCraft for multiplayer. Yeah, sorry. They, mm. Yes. The, the, game um, has, the game has an emphasis on Let's speed this horrible first start of the game up a little bit. Yeah. Let's get the these first five minutes over. Yeah. And I guess because of that, to me, the third one, if you were to say, which one of these is the most different? Like, the third one by a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because what that means to the game is so much. It's all about that early game, the controls, how the rest of the game is played. And I, I've had my piece on that before. I like the difference between all the RTSs is entirely fo- based off of what does the early game do. Yeah. No. We'll see what that does to StarCraft 2, I guess. I, It never took off in the esports world like they thought it would, so maybe this will be the shot in the arm it needs, but... Mm. Who knows? But coming up somehow, despite being the oldest game present, World of Warcraft comes up strong with some pretty big shakers of news uh probably the biggest one is um uh, blizzard is officially doing legacy servers or as you might know them those servers people were operating illegally that were the vanilla version of the game well blizzard's Mm -hmm. doing them they're not available yet and there's no exact timetable they have announced wow classic will be a thing yep after they came out and said that they wouldn't do it Mm mm-hmm it's funny because somebody references the part where like they people were, or that same guy who announced WoW Classic was quoted saying, "You guys think you want vanilla servers? You don't." So that's the thing. I'm pretty thing. sure you don't actually want vanilla servers. I remember I, what vanilla WoW was, and it's it's weird because I think being able to go uh, so, and this is maybe where I think it's a good idea if I can take a character from current WoW and transfer mm-hmm. it backwards to Classic WoW, that is something I might be curious in, because that combined with... So they've changed how leveling works in the game, too. They're they're applying the new Legion leveling you love so much, Alex, to all of the game. There's some real cool zones in Vanilla WoW that if you pick that game up after a certain point, you never got mm-hmm. to see because Cataclysm had already happened. Yeah. But, um... What's it called? Uh, what was it? They're saying, though, like, at least in the vanilla servers, it's going to be a very much classic experience. Yeah. Like, they're not even adding group finder or any of that shit. Like, it's going to be as raw. 
as it gets, and I think people are going to realize that there's a lot of quality of life changes that have been yeah. made over the years, that you're going to miss fucking immediately. So, I for one kind of don't care about vanilla servers, so, meh. Yeah, uh, on the- I, I like the fact that it's an option to go back and try it, or at least experience it. I I know some people yeah. I know were talking about how it's like, are you interested in doing this? And I'm like, I kind of am. But I don't play WoW anymore. If I'm gonna play WoW, I probably want to play the newer stuff. And like, how far back does vanilla go? Is it just vanilla? Is it like Frozen Throne and back? Is it like what's the cutoff point for it? Uh, vanilla will be just before Burning Crusade came. Yeah. Out. So AQ would already be opened, and all that stuff would have already taken place. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, uh, not don't honestly don't really fucking care about vanilla wow like i i I know there are people hyped about it but like there was so much shit that was broken and i kind of just don't give a shit yeah it means um board won't have paladins and uh alliance won't have shamans which i'm all for yeah so but it also brings back cool shit like the the two-hander shaman that used to one-shot the shit out of everybody yep you mean broken wind fury proc yep so that'll be a thing but um yeah, no, I'm more hyped about the other stuff they announced. Fuck yeah! So, uh, probably the biggest thing they're doing is this new leveling system, which means there's now a reason to go back and check out all of the zones, because they'll all scale to your character. Yes! Which is awesome. Yes, I, uh, I, hmm. It's kind of the Skyrim approach at that point, kind of, which I think is a smart move on their part, because again, part of the issue with Vanilla WoW was you'd spend so much time in a zone... You wound up hating it. Like there were points in the game where you just wanted something new, but you weren't ready to move on because you just weren't the high enough level for it. This is something I wish they'd if they'd had this in the game back when I was playing the game, I'd have kept playing because there were certain chunks of that game, especially as a horde player, you got to and everyone was like, Yeah, the barons suck. Have fun. Yeah. And the other Well, there was <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. It's okay, it's what's the option to the barons? Well, you can go to the undead version of the Barons. Why not do that? Well, it's right next to a high-level alliance area, and and you will get PvP'd constantly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, one of the biggest things they also are tackling is, like, there are certain places where the speed in which you're leveling just dips. Yeah. And it's specifically that, like, level 48 to 58 range, where it just fucking sucks the dungeons are hot garbage the questing areas are hot garbage like it's just a really bad it's probably the most painful bottleneck of any part of the leveling experience so now that you can just like well i'm gonna go back and do this zone it makes it easier to really get bypass that whole area yeah and you'll get to experience more of the game as a result of it too yes very much so so um it very much is like letting you complete the zones quest which is nice because obviously you would hit that point where the game is telling you, okay, you've leveled up past this point. I know you want to finish the story, but you got to get the fuck you out of there. You need to get the fuck out while career. you're wasting time. Yep. So, um, and it's also fitting that they kind of are revamping the whole leveling system because of what they're tying with it in terms of the mechanics for the new subclasses and all that. So, I didn't, re- I didn't read races, up on that. What's that about? So, they're adding six new races to the game, so to speak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, they're adding races that are kind of... I'm not going to call them the laziest color swaps in the game for new characters, but this is some Blood Elf, Night Elf bullshit all over again. Well, 
it, it's something similar to that. I mean, there's a few that are actually new. Like, for example, the Nightborn are all new models that they made. Are they? The they are, actually. They were because they don't fit the same like uh, gear stuff that uh, like elves would normally fit okay. or anything like that. They're they're actually new like newly you know wired up and all that stuff. Fine, I'll take back my characters. cynicism. So um, they're getting introduced into the horde side. So the horde is getting um, new trolls, getting? new elves, new tauren, and I think that's yeah. it. The high mountain tauren, the zandalari trolls, and the nightborn. Or the, the yeah, the, the, I can't remember if they're Nightborn or whatever they're called, but yeah. So, it's pretty much what's taking place. But on top of that, if people have noticed that the Zandalari trolls stand straight up. They don't have that weird-ass hunch. So, upon further investigation, they've revealed that all the classes that have hunches will not have an option to stand straight up. So, orcs will no longer have the hunch if you want them to be like that. Or, you know, trolls as well. So, they'll have that standing up straight look as well. Huh. Uh, so that now that the new models have been updated, they've kind of added some extra, like, well, we're going to add a little more customization across the board for everyone. So you'll have orcs and trolls that aren't necessarily hunching all the time because, sure, your orc hunches, but you see Thrall, and he stands straight up like he's got no problem. So uh, they're able to rig the character models now better Yeah. as a result. And so that's how they're adding stand-up trolls and stand-up orcs as part of that. Um, so that's the Horde side. On the Alliance side, you are getting... <laughs> I kind of care because I'm going to be leveling up an alliance character for the sole reason that I want to be a void elf. So, uh, so they're getting, elf? yeah, void elf. Void. Bird? Void. What are you saying? Void elf. Void elf. I'll get. I'll explain in a second. But so they're getting void elves, uh, light forge drain eye, and what was the last one? I can't remember. Iron forge dwarves. Oh yeah. Oh, not iron forge. The dark iron dwarves. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Iron so, forge orphans. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a way Dwarves cooler are... class. Yeah. <laughs> the mecha class. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, dwarves, I mean, the Dark Iron Dwarves have been something people have talked about for a while, especially considering, in terms of the lore, one of their leaders has actually joined the Council of the Five, or the, I forget, is the Council of the Five or Three? I forget what it is, but it's the Dwarf Council, so to speak. So, um, you know, they're kind of happy about that, but at the same time, people are a little surprised that they didn't introduce the Wildhammer Dwarves from, uh, Cataclysm, but I'm guessing they'll they'll show up later on. Yeah, so uh, some of the kind of side stuff I've read is that if they're doing this, it opens up the doors for, hey, you can now start adding races faster to the game because we're not looking at total redesigns anymore. They've now made a path for, hey, there's like there's other Torrent in the game. You can just make those playable models now. Yes. Uh, things such as the Tanuka, I guess they're called, yeah. from Northrend. Uh, and then, of course, the other ones that they had, I forgot where they are. But yeah. Yeah, so they're kind of introducing that stuff as well. Um, and just to kind of clarify, Void Elves. Uh, well, what was the other one? Lightforge Drain Eye are kind of introduced in uh, in Legion recently in the last patch. So they're just more aggressively holy-looking Drain Eye. Man, so fuck the a... Drain Eye. Yeah, they're kind of fucking space goats. But anyway, um... But the Void Elves. So the Void Elves is kind of an interesting thing because um, if you follow the story and what's going on with it right now in terms of WoW, Void Elves, uh, there's one person recently who just kind of started to master being able to control Void energy without succumbing to the will of the Void, so to speak. And that is hilarious. You're you're pronouncing that with a V. Void, yes. What did you think he was saying? Void with a B. I'm like, what? Yes, those Void Elves out here. (laughs) 
Yeah, is he's trying? Is it the word bird and he's pronouncing it like an asshole? Like, what the fuck is going on? Man, I'm coming back to wildly like boy elves. elves in there. Some fucking cockney uh, talking motherfuckers on the rough side of the elfin realm. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it's not like a New England bird elf thing I'm going with here. You know, boyd elves. Yeah. No, no, it's very much void. B O I D. So, uh, boyd elves yeah, would be better. That'd be great. I'd love, I'd love being able to listen to that like Boston accent. Oh, that's uh, even better. Yeah, character. I fucking want some elves to speak with that thick Southie accent. <laughs> I'm low on mana. You take your ethereal plane loving motherfucking ass out of my goddamn town. You think you're better <laughs> than Turn me? Turn your fucking stupid ass into a chicken. You go dance in somebody else's cantina ass hat. Yeah, you I was a mage once. Got kicked out of mage school for starting fights, so I became a fighter. <laughs> Look at you with your magical mysticism. la di da Mr. Priest. You touch any kids lately? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We have. I, I have to record lines from you guys and actually create a custom sound pack for uh, DBM, which is the uh, raid announcer uh, Jeff add-on. Charlie hot take dot board. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis just on the like, dot board. Yeah. <laughs> just like, get out the fire. Like, just shit like that. Please just, you know. Get out the fire, kid. Yeah, stuff like that, you know. It'll be great. Move I'm, your I, was it? Move your garbage mount. I can't <laughs> do that, you jag off. Oh my god, we gotta do a sound pack for the fucking game now. <laughs> you two going back and forth, like. Yeah, I'll get Zebra Corner to make it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So back to Void Elves. Um, so Illyria Storm. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, not Stormrunner. Uh. Lyria Windrunner recently learned to start mastering void energy, and so she's going to join the alliance and teach uh, a section of like elite elves to control the void energy. But the funny thing about that is it's going to create an interesting story conflict because Illyria, for those of you who don't know, is the sister of Sylvanas Windrunner, who happens to be the current leader of the Horde. And the best character to come out of Warcraft lore fucking ever. She's fucking legit. Have you seen that new cinematic? We're getting to the expansion in a second once we're done with this stuff. I've, okay. I'm talking back in like fucking uh, in World and in, in Warcraft uh, Three. You know the can RTS I call an audible here? Hmm? Can I call an audible? What's that mean? Uh, the, or because we're going super long, can we say that the uh, BlizzCon was the main topic? <laughs> Fair, yeah. Let's just make BlizzCon the main topic this week. Fair That's enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized, yeah, it's about to be eight. Holy shit. Yeah, Sorry, fair dude. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's, that's a fair call. No yeah. worries. I, I figured that was a fair request. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no I'm okay with this. Fair. Welcome to our main topic, BlizzCon, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now, please delve into these cinematics, Alex. And feel, oh, no, we're not done with Sylvanas being the best fucking character ever out of the Warcraft universe. <laughs> Go for it. She's an undead elf who's also the queen of fucking banshees. So, do you know that whole backstory of, like, her banshee Yes, I played Warcraft how... 3! Okay, so you know the fact that she was taken and enslaved by, uh... Let's, say, let's assume that the rest of the class doesn't, though. So, Illidan, okay, the so... guy on the Frozen Throne, the kind of antagonist and protagonist of Warcraft 3, kills her... No, sorry, poisons the moon well to resurrect Kel'Thuzad, the war, the necromancer who helped coerce Arthas into becoming the Lich King, essentially. Sorry, the 
That Lich King, that's right. Kel'Thuzad, that's right. or do you mean... Uh, are you sure it was Kel'Thuzad? It's Kel'Thuzad! Oh, okay. The guy from the Necropolis I... expansion they added at one point. The fucking yes, Kel'Thuzad. Yes, Yes. I don't know a lot about lore, but I fucking know the fall of Arthas. I played the shit out of Warcraft 3. <laughs> that was my favorite game for years. And then they put Frozen Throne in there, and they added fucking Sylvanas Windrunner, the Banshee Queen, the Dark Archer who had a move that when you killed stuff, it necromance res them into skeleton warriors, and she was broken. Yep. And had a fucking cool story arc in that game, too. And helps found the free undead, the Forsaken. And she's like, I guess I'm the most powerful undead right now. Pretty cool, right? And we're all like, you are pretty cool. Let's follow your ass. She is the reason I rolled undead in World of Warcraft. Because I'm like, I want her as a leader. She's badass. She's human-sized. It's not clear if she's undead or a banshee or a ghost or just cool. She's very much a banshee. But, like, so the, the whole thing is she gets enslaved by the Lich King as well, yeah. is from what I remember. And, like, she ditches the control, though. Sheer, yeah, she, she, out of sheer willpower, breaks free. Well, so not completely willpower. In the Frozen Throne, um, the Lich King's power is waning, and Arthas has to go assume the Frozen Throne. So in a moment of Arthas's weakness, she breaks the bond and takes the Forsaken with her. Like, that's how the Forsaken happen. It's a group of undead... Yeah. That in a moment of the Lich King's weakness flee, essentially. But that's not yeah. important to what we're talking about. Yeah, but she also regains a humanoid form when she should have been a flying fucking ghost band. No, she was always a humanoid form. Was she? I could have she, sworn she was stuck in a banshee form and then took on a like. No, she form in the on. game was essentially kind of. It wasn't clear if she was totally an undead elf. So in the game, she was the named version of the new mercenary hero called the Dark Archer. So. And the way that game where they added mercenary heroes like the Beastmaster who it's like Rezar or something like it's he's a cool dude. He's in the World of Warcraft too. All of the named like the the first interest of the Pandaren Brewmasters is a mercenary hero kind of thing. But not totally mm-hmm. important, but she was like she's some kind of like zombie elf caused by the poisoning of the moon the Sunwell? Moonwell? I the well that all of the blood elves care about. That then leads to um fucking what's the blood elf guy name um the asshole T- which one the leader of the uh, leader of blood the bad elves? blood elves oh uh, Kelthos it, it doesn't matter yeah I, but like he goes one way of like we're gonna become fucking psychic vampires now she goes the other way of we're all poisoned with dark magic and now undead. Let's not go and be psychic vampires. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, she's always she was always kind of humanish in form. Her ultimate move was Banshee form, where like she would just wreck stuff. Yep. And she does it in the fucking cinematic. She's real cool in that cinematic. So, oh, it was so. So let's let's good. move on to the final piece of the big piece of BlizzCon news is. Um, They've announced the next expansion for World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. Um, for those of us OG yes. World of Warcraft players, this isn't the Battle for Azeroth. This is the ongoing War of Azeroth. But I guess for you new casuals, you didn't know the two factions were at war because in the Legion, you all were on the same side and you were all 
friends, and we've never forgotten what you did to us. It, I don't think they forgot. They just simply put it aside for the greater threat. But it's nice that they're going back to this, like, you know, it's it's the Horde versus Alliance yeah. system because they have these resources going. But, like, here's the thing. Battle of Azeroth is so generic for a name because it, it very much is going to lead, uh, and this is what people are theorizing because they've been it's been hinted so hard, is that it's going to start with, you know, the Horde and the Alliance being at each other's throats, but it's going to crack to a certain point where the the old gods are going to come back. Well, that's what and it's always been about. Yeah, like it's... Well, yeah, Nazoth. Yeah. Nazoth is the biggest one, because right now they've been hinting at the, uh, at least if you're following any of the story stuff that's been leaking out right now, not necessarily leaking out, but, you know, they've been finding is that there's a there's a Titan construct place that's holding some sort of evil in Zandalar, and the last seal is technically just, there's only one seal left, and there were three. So that's going to be it, and they're thinking that's going to be Nazoth that's going to be hiding in there, yeah. so to speak. So, um, but yeah, it's very much they're going back to this, like, crazy PvP aspect. And they're introducing two big places that people have wanted to see for a long time. First, on the Ahort side, you have Zandalar, the troll capital. Yep. The oldest city in Azeroth is finally going to be accessible. So that's number one. And, of course, number two for the Alliance, the city of Jaina Proudmoore and her people, uh, Kolthas, is going to be uh, playable and reachable as well. So um, it's very much being hinted at it's going to be an ocean battle and all that stuff, but they're also kind of leading up to the fact that at the end of the, they've said, and they confirmed it in a panel, that um, this expansion is going to be, uh, you will see Queen Azara at some point, who is the former leader of the elves who betrayed uh, the elves and followed the will of the old gods, so, which led to the creation of the Naga. So Yeah, yeah. I, I always wanted the Naga to be a playable cl- uh, character race. You'd be surprised. A lot of people seriously thought it was going to be Naga as a playable race, considering they're leading towards a very much ocean-themed yeah. expansion right now. But, uh, no. Turns out they hit us with that audible. But, um, yeah. But, I mean, who knows? It's just mainly being able to fit the armor models on the characters, because they don't have any fucking legs. As a Horde player, I'm used to Torin turning boots into little anklets, so I didn't have a big issue with that. I didn't either, but they have to figure out how to model that into the character. Just but. make like a butt flap. <laughs> Everyone's getting a butt flap, but uh, yeah. So it, it's it's looking really good. I'm really excited for the expansion. Um, I've been obviously deep diving into the mechanics and stuff they're doing in terms of the uh, instances and how they're going to kind of proceed later on. Obviously, currently in Legion, they're they, we have our artifact weapons, which are cool, but you know they they are some issues with it, uh, especially if you're trying to switch specs and whatnot. So they've decided to kind of add the artifact system back in. But they're going to make it a uh, amulet slot. So you'll be able to like still level up your, your character through that artifact item. But you'll be able to switch specs on the fly if you need to. So Makes there's sense. that. Plus they're, plus they're bringing back things like group buffs. Like they got rid of group buffs, I think, this expansion. Where, you know, the paladins brought, you know, certain buffs. And then druids had Mark of the Wild. So they're bringing that stuff back because they kind of felt like they missed an opportunity for people to kind of feel like they're really getting ready for a raid fight. You know, when they don't have a chance to do that. So, um, overall, it, it everyone knew an expansion was coming. Uh, we just kind of didn't expect it to be. It was going to be war-based. Everyone was riding their money on the Void Lords. But it turns out it's not the case at all right now. But, not to say it won't be happening later on. 
No, so, and that's the thing. As a retired World of Warcraft player, the fact that they're going back to basics, which is, it's the Horde versus Alliance, like, this is the first time in a long-ass time they've dropped that emphasis back in, and as someone who, like, liked that part of the lore, I, it's it's the most intriguing thing to me in World of Warcraft since they kind of went off on this whole dimension-jumping, must-end-the-lich-king bullshit kind of side path. I'm like, no, no, I, I want to get back to the story of, like, we hate you because you're different and we're banding together because they're trying to kill us. Yeah. Fuck this. The Horde and the Lions must work together against a common enemy bullshit. Is the... Well, see, yeah. that's the thing, though. They, they they tried the we're at war again with, uh, uh, what was it, Pandaria. Yeah. But it very quickly shifted into, like, oh, well, fuck, we got to deal with Garage because he's gone rogue kind of thing. So it didn't necessarily work out as much as, like, people thought. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're making a lot of changes, and they're really kind of bringing it home because they're going to be destroying some of the capitals that are on the other sides of the continents, so to speak. Yeah. So, for example, um, on the on the Horde side, the cinematic that they show in the trailer, the cinematic trailer, is actually um, Lordaeron being sacked, so to speak. So that is, of course, if you don't know, the Undercity capital. Yay, we got rid the... of the worst Horde city. I didn't mind it so much. Uh, there are other shitty ones. But, um... <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, so and then on the other side you're losing the uh the night elf capital of Tendrasil or whatever they call it. So yeah. uh, that's gonna get burned to the ground actually. In the beginning of opening cinematic, that giant tree that's on fire, that is the world tree uh that the night elf capital is yep. at. So, so um it's getting pretty fucking serious because to the point where the new leveling experience, you're gonna have uh two characters kind of like or the continents are separated, so the horde will be on one. And the alliance will be on the other. I and once think you hit that's max a very level, smart move on their part. Yeah. So, but there are certain little exceptions. For example, at the very top of the Eastern Kingdoms, you do have the Blood Elf capital. Yep. Which will actually be, uh, they're actually emphasizing something important with that. So that'll be kind of cool that they actually use that and uh, kind of play around with that. And of course, on the other side, you have the Draenei capital, which is right off the shores of the uh, Kalimdor. So somewhere around there. Yeah, but they're what? both kind of isolated, unlike uh, yes, uh, unlike the fact that you could like run into, like Undercity was on the path from one of the other major cities to a, a high level zone, which always made things weird. Yes, from Stormwind to uh, the Ironforge yeah. capital, Ironforge, Ironforge, actually, yeah. So um, it, they're doing a lot as far as the whole experience goes. Obviously, the uh, limited experience, the classes. Oh, and really quick before I forget, um, the reason I think also they kind of really touched on the whole leveling experience is because with these new subclasses, if you level a character from you know level twenty all the way to one twenty or one ten, you unlock what they're calling heritage armor. Sorry, not new classes, new races. New race. I'm sorry, I keep saying class, but new race. Um, they're going to be getting uh, like a transmog gear, which is the gear you can kind of put on for appearance, but it's going to be very specific to the lore and the style of that character. And you can only do it through leveling the character straight through. You can't do it through paying for the upgrade because it won't work. So that was another thing I found intriguing. Like I, I at one point said, if they ever make it so I can be a troll warlock, I'll come back to this game. That was like, eh, I want to level that far. But they're giving you a reason to start over on a new character kind of thing, which yes. So you'll expect to see these zones also be vibrant because people are going to want to farm yeah. those heritage sets. 
But um, like I said, overall, this expansion looks fucking solid. I mean, I think very much, and it's kind of funny because like I know with Legion, they talked about how it's very much they're pandering to the forums and giving them what they want because you got Illidan, you got the Legion, all this shit. But like, it works in a very weird way. Yeah. Like, like Legion has been a compared to the last previous expansions. A widely successful like, no like and, and like to upgrade. put in perspective like I, I thought Legion looked kind of cool like this is genuinely like I was looking at reinstalling World of Warcraft because of this news I'm like we're getting back to basics huh mm-hmm. mm, gold fashion we hate the humans and the humans are trying to put us back in slavery huh I could mm-hmm. be down for this shit so it it's looking good and as a veteran WoW player I am super fucking excited. And I look forward to having orcs that stand upright because my warlock is an orc. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I... Oh, and really quick, just the kind of last thing, sub-races. You know how they said they look like they're just going to be reskins? Yeah. But it turns out they're adding racial abilities for each of the sub-races as well. Huh. So it's not like they're going to be like, oh, well, it's an elf, so it's just going to have the elf racial. Sure. No. They're all going to have very individual uh, racial talents. Racial well, talents so. don't matter. And they make a difference, if, especially if you're min-max and you're looking for certain things. Uh, as like a former like competitive raider, they make a difference. Granted, it's like a percentage, small of a difference, but it does make a big difference. Fair, fair. You know, especially if you want to min max. So no, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's our main topic this week, because we went on for a long time, and Jeff was right that they turned to a main topic. We've got one last piece of news before we kind of start closing it out. Um. And we're not going to spend as much time talking about this as I had planned. But uh, Microsoft got out there and said that they have some plans that maybe they're going to transition to a streaming service of games. Um, we've talked about this before, the idea that maybe you'll see kind of Xbox app on the PS4. Maybe a thing in the future. Who the hell knows? I... That would be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, if anybody has the infrastructure and the power and the funding to do it, it would be fucking max. So, and this goes back to my ongoing thing, which is I want a world where I want competing hardware specs for the thing I play video games on. I don't want to have games dictate what I play stuff on. Like, I want, like, a world where I have the discount home console and I have the high-end home console. And it's like, no, no, you, it's like, oh, you have a five, it's like, oh, you want to play the Sony games? You gotta have, like, the Sony chip in there and shit like that. But beyond that, you can play it on whatever device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Within some reason, obviously, but it's well, of course, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's gonna do it for this week's podcast. A little bit of an unconventional format, but before we go, we sadly have no <laughs> emails this week. But if Aww. we did have, if if you wanted to get in contact with us, because we love being contacted by people who listen to this, how would you go about doing that, Jeff? Oh, this week it's really easy. So first thing you need to do is found a competitive paintball team, deck it out. And then eventually you need to make your way into the NXL, win a tournament or two. And then after you've accomplished that, you need to make a documentary. And in that documentary, you needed to somehow reach out to Alex or Charlie and have them be interviewed in it. And when they're being interviewed, you hand them a card that says the things that you want to be answered on this podcast. And they'll read it there. I'll watch it eventually. Then I'll bring it up to Charlie and then answer the question that Charlie said in the reading. Yeah, that'd work. Or more simply, you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email, Alex? 
Uh, WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Spell that sounds down in the show notes. Send some email. We love reading emails. We love responding to them, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah. These are fun. They are. That does it for this week. Um, Sorry for the slightly unconventional format. Uh, apparently, me and Alex were passionate about World of Warcraft. I didn't know I had that passion <laughs> left in me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I will not Charlie. stand so, for some idiot talking wrong about Warcraft lore that I played, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is how it worked. No, it didn't. I played those missions, bitch. Yeah, that's what I had to do to get you to play World of Warcraft. You'd be like, well, you know, this is how the story goes. You're like, hold my beer, I'm going if in. They fucking, I gotta correct you. If they brought Dark Archers to that game, I'd come back in a heartbeat. Like, I, it's, I, I loved the Dark Archer hero. It was such a good hero. Mm-hmm. It was cheap as fuck, but it was such a good hero. Well, I know people have been asking for Vol'jin's class for a the while. Shadow Hunter? Shadow Hunter? That's just yep. Hunter at that point. Uh, yes and no. Yes. <laughs> as someone who loved Vol'jin, he's just a Hunter. Yeah. Also, just a little last thing on BlizzCon. Not a single fucking word about Diablo. Other than they're hiring a new creative director. Well, the fact they're not talking about Diablo means Diablo 4 is coming. Uh, I don't know. Yes, that's how they work. Oh. Well, I mean, they like I said, they just ha- just have a job posting where they're looking for a new, like, yeah, I guess, creative director or something. Diablo, Diablo 4 is coming, and you know that because for the first time ever since Diablo 3 came out, they're not talking about the big plans for the future of Diablo 3. Mm, fair enough. Diablo 3 proved there's a market for Diablo games still. The Necromancer oh, yeah. thing proved people will buy characters for it. And the fact they're not being like, we got plans! New new season means Diablo 4's in the works. Mm-hmm. That's how Blizzard works. Oh, fair enough. I, I didn't hear about that. But... No, I, okay. I, I'm just saying that the fact they're not talking about it means it's happening. No, I know. I just didn't even think about that that possibility. Yeah. So, thank you. That was actually good. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. Well, that does it for this week. Um, content's coming back. I'll be back in L.A. by the time this goes up, so we'll have new stuff coming. Um, please stop sending me emails about Jade Empire. That will come back at some <laughs> point. I, I apologize for the hiatus, but uh, as some of you are now learning from the Metal Gear Solid videos going up as of late. Yeah, Jim's an interesting one to play video games with. <laughs> love you Jim yes I can only edit one Jim plays a game badly video series at a time though without wanting to kill myself <laughs> uh, um yeah content is continuing um expect some Wolfenstein stuff when I get back to LA I, there's, there's a bunch of games I want to do quick looks for um dot hack GU snuck out on me I guess and I realized I could download that to my PS4 the other day so Maybe I'll nice. do something dumb with that. Okay. The best fake MMO ever. Um, mm-hmm. We will be making the jump on Destiny 2 to PC from PS4, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, I don't know what that means yet. I I think we're going to try and keep the streaming schedule at least kind of happening for that, but we'll see. Yep. I don't remember what the recording schedule was at this point, but um, we'll see what goes on. Um. Melgar Salt will continue. Life is Strange Episode 2 came out while I was on the road. We will record episodes for that, but we're also still working our way through Life is Strange Episode 1, so 
bear with us. We should have episode two done, recorded, and edited by the time episode one wraps itself up. It's a doozy. If you're enjoying me playing Chloe as an asshole, I will continue to do that. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? Um, Persona 4 continues. We got a bunch of backlog on that, but we'll get back to recording that soon as well once I'm back. Um, for those curious where we're at, we've just done the first kind of optional dungeon. Alex ran into some hardships with that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for an interesting video. Yep. But, yeah, that's the channel updates. Um, we'll probably do something streamy and marathony before the end of the year. I seem to make a habit of doing something on Christmas and on New Year's at this point, so we'll, I'll do something silly with that. Um, for those of you that have emailed in asking when the Go to Hell 2016 stream will finish, because last you saw, I left Doom Guy in Hell. He's staying there for this time being, so <laughs> until the world improves, Doom Guy will remain in hell. Reese needed. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I we're not doing more we're not doing another Mass Effect Andromeda video for the time being. I fucking talked someone into buying that game recently. I'm a bad person. Wow, yeah. what an ass. They were asking about <laughs> if it was, if they asked if it was worth twenty bucks, and I said, Yeah, it's probably worth twenty bucks. Mm. That, that, that that was an endorsement I was willing to give. Um, but yeah, you say I don't think Charlie's done it in a while. Yeah, cue the metal. (laughs)